Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> Welcome to Cartoon Casual. Yes. Episode oh. number 99. 99. 99. 99-ish. And because of that, we brought in special guest. Yar. Ed Mann. Ed the man. Thank you, man. Thank you. And we appreciate you coming in. It's an honor. And uh, it's an honor to have you. I'm privileged. And we're going to get this out of the way, but not get it out of the way because we're going to talk about it for a little while. You've got a new business. I do. And that's one reason we want to have him here. That's only one reason. We're finding out it's only one small reason we want to have him here all of a sudden. Well, yeah, def- <laughs> definitely. Well, there's also the fact that he fixed his own mic. Yeah, he did. That was kind of cool. <laughs> I insist. He, he adjusted. He wanted to make sure it was properly vertical. There it is, yeah. Ed, you're, one of, those pe- you're one of those people that you see something that's broken, and you're like, I have to fix this. I must. Yeah. Yeah. I must. Whatever it is. Which makes sense for what you are doing now with your new adventure, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm here to fix. Do you want to give a little bit of background yeah, on what give, we're doing? Give us a pitch on what you're doing now. Well, you used to work at the bike shop. I did. Here in Kingman, Arizona. Years. Yeah, yeah. I worked there for, shoot, nearly nearly 10 years, but I was like fixing kids' bikes and buddies' bikes and neighborhoods' bikes, you know, mm-hmm. years before that. I've, I realized way back when, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Right. So I, I joined them, obviously. And uh, it, was, it was beneficial to me. You know, I made a lot of relations with the community. It led me to my path of something that I really, really find a lot of great joy in, and that's volunteering for my community. Really like the camaraderie that happens between the the cyclists and, and you know uh, the city, the BLM, random just everyday hiker, uh, a horseback rider, just you know just you're, syncing up with Mother Nature. You're seriously that. like my go-to guy all the time for shit. Like you remember the uh, I forget what it was a race last year. It was last year. I just out of nowhere, somebody like somebody told me, "You're like, oh yeah, she doesn't. She just moved here, but she doesn't have a bike yet. Uh, do you know anywhere that rents bikes?" I said, "I don't know anywhere that rents bikes, but I know who I can call." Yeah. And I called you. Your answer, like, "Hey, what's up, man? Like, do you guys rent bikes? I need. I got somebody that da, 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 and you guys set her up, and she got to go on the race and go in the race on the Rattler yeah. race last year. Is that I think it was? it was last. I think it was a Rattler race. It was a year race. before. Or year, year before. before yeah, last. It was a year before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah it was, I was like, just fucking out of it nowhere. It was pretty legendary. Go, you're the go-to guy. You yeah. Really she are. really enjoyed herself on that. Yeah. And it, it was that's a tough go. You know, most people get pretty weak in the knees. I've had people like absolutely, totally. <laughs> get weak in the knees is probably the best way I could describe it without cuss words and such. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely lose their shit on the side of the trail. Like, hey, I wasn't cut out for this. I don't know what you guys call this, but this is not mountain bike riding. This is, <laughs> this it's, is torture. It's up. It's a level above. It, and we have world class trails here. Like, the, and it's starting to become a little, like known. Like the like. Well, when I was back in October, we were talking. You know, before we went live, uh, we were. I went to, I was at Catalina Brewing, and they're like, where are you from? Because I, I was wearing my, my Krata shirt, my fake Krata shirt, awesome. the Christ Riding Against the Authority. And the guy yes. asked me, he goes, what's up with that? So I told him, told him about you, told him about Ryan and everybody involved in Krata. And he goes, where are you guys from? I said, we're from Kingman. And he goes, hang on a second. So he comes back, and a few minutes later, he goes, Monolith, right? Is that what you yes. guys from Monolith? Like, yeah. Yeah. He goes, man, 
I haven't heard, I haven't written it yet, but I've heard some people go up there and, and like it's it's insane. It's you really people beautiful. are crazy up there, and I'm like, eh, it's really it. beautiful. <laughs> it's super tacky. It's like ultra technical. You know what I mean? Uh, it's gotten much more uh, rowdy throughout the years. You know, with the rains we've had. That's uh, cool. Trying trying to get control of the terrain. If you look out in the desert and you just look plainly into the desert on any elevation, you'll see that it's just covered in basalt and lava rock and mean, nasty, chunky stuff and cactus. And the desert wants to return to that. Oh, yes. Whatever yeah. you do to it, it wants to return <clears throat> back to that. That rock is what's actually holding that soil in place. We have three parts to our soil that the government, you know, the Department of Interior classifies us. And we're uh, sand, loam, and cobble is what we're acknowledged for in our local terrain here. Sand, loam, and cobble. Yes. Most people would just call it dirt and rocks. <laughs> I, I wish we had cobble. dirt. Nowhere in there is dirt. There's no dirt. There's, there's no, no dirt there's, in yeah. there. There's no dirt. Yeah. It's like smaller rocks and, uh, and then bigger rocks. Yes, it's yeah. just very ingrained of rock. And uh, so... So back to what we were talking about before. So you're going out on your own. I am. You're out on your own. I am. So, so the the old guy he retired, and it's time for me to spread my wings and and take off and and make my own. You know, it's. And I was very happy. I must say, when you announced that, how I heard about it, it was like this is really cool. I'm so glad that you're doing this because I think you're the perfect person, more than qualified and passionate about this area, and I think you're going to do well. I really do. You know, I'm I'm always skeptical, but. You know, I have hopes and dreams. So, so are you you going to go out? You're going to go service bicycles and go to people's place? How's this going to work? So right now, yeah, right now I'm structured as a mobile repair. Okay. Um, and if it's you know basic, simple, you know, I got a, I had a lot of customers, little old ladies with trikes or uh, bikes just bigger than their Kia trunk. You know, and it was a real mission for them at the age of 72. They still love riding their bike around the neighborhood. But it becomes a real chore for them to get that bike over to the shop to have a service done on it, a tube replaced. You know, mm-hmm. it's real easy to get a flat tire here, and um, I think that it's it's a it's a would be a pretty successful model to be able to go to the old lady because we have more retirees here. I mean, I know the average median age is like. 45, 47, somewhere in there. But that's just the middle. But that's just the middle. Right. Those people are yeah. really busy. You know, they're yes. really busy doing stuff. The little old lady cruising around the block and the little old man cruising around the block that are here from, like, whether it be a snowbird or someone that retired here, they got all the time in the world, and they need that bike every single day. That is their that is part of their therapy yeah, they're, they're up at 8 a.m. Yeah. And they, they, they really are. Riding. Yeah, and they, yeah. they do the same six and a half miles every single morning, and, and you could tell when they will come to bring their bike in that they had a rough morning because they didn't get through the whole six and a half mm-hmm. miles, and they didn't get the time that they needed to make one with themselves that they have to part with their bike for the day and possibly even be without it for a couple days because it's a highly used machine and just almost out of tolerance like there's not enough <laughs> left there to rebuild that's funny it's no it was i remember when i brought my bike to you and you did an excellent job going through my old clunking thing that <laughs> he thought it was very funny when i brought it in because it, it, it was, was it's yeah. like it's like you calling tell it calling your mechanic and going all right i'm going to bring my my vehicle in and like okay just bring it on in and then you show up with a Model T Ford. It's just, it was not even, I'm not even going to call it a Model T. It was just like, it was just not the bike I envisioned Paul to ride. 
What did I, you think he was going to ride? Like a some big, kind of composite of some kind, I imagine. Uh, I, was, Actually, I was really expecting a composite bike, an early composite bike of some sort, like a, <laughs> like a late 80s, real early 90s, yeah, like, like super cool. Like, like a, early adopter because I would have to have one of yes, those that came out. Yeah. Like one that you could tinker with because you're a tinkerer type sure, guy sure. and I would anticipate you'd had something like but that. But I will say that I, I was just threw it in the back of my truck, which is easy because it's a truck, but I don't have a rack or anything. But I would have called you up just as easy. I would have rather had you come out here and yeah. do that work. I, yeah. I would have done it in a heartbeat. So that's, there, that's what a, I have you know. insurance for. That's you know, I started yeah. an LLC. I'm doing it all by the book, the way mm-hmm. it should be done, you know, like LLC insurance, city license, federal, this, you know, there's a lot more paperwork than I actually thought it would be, but it's worth it in the long run. I could show up at any business mm-hmm. because I have my own insurance and some businesses might get a little different because it's a contractor to action, um, depending upon how their insurance is. But, you know, I, I could show up at your place. I could end up, what, we got five people over here that's got bikes. Everybody could have brought their bikes at once. I could be doing bike parties. I'm going to, you know, do, like, simple stuff. Like, I'm going to go to the bike track, make sure kids' chains are being lubricated you know, and that, tightened. That, and that, that happens That's when, smart. That's it, really smart. And doing yeah. it the right way is, like, it's like a, you might be a good uh, drywall guy, but if it doesn't say ROC and then a number on the back of your yeah. truck, most people don't want to deal with you because right. it's like, unless it's like a little bit of work here or there. Like, like, oh, that. this guy watched 37 YouTube videos. He's good. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. I'm sure it's going to look great. <laughs> you, could, you could do basic uh, little hour long or 30 minute long, you know, basic maintenance courses too for kids or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, I've, I've done that with the Boy Scouts before. You yeah. know, gave them like a background on the bicycle and like mm-hmm. kind of explained the happenings and the evolution of things. And like, kind of touch base on things that a lot of people would like never even really think about on the bikes and just watching those little kids face kind of kind of blow up like wow man the bike is like crazy diverse like the bike is really complicated it's crazy diverse but at the same time how simple and fundamental of an object is it like we all have a relationship with the bicycle at least in the last century you know i think i mentioned before when you were here i believe that albert einstein gave two big credits to one to the bicycle one to the leather jacket yes like the two best inventions ever absolutely or, or, that's or, yeah. one of my favorite quotes in all of history yeah that it really is <laughs> so yeah, you have not been to dayton ohio i have not not been to the right cycle company and that's i, too I was bad. gonna ask I, you it is on my bucket list if, trust me when you explain to the kids about bicycle history i hope that you interject that and what were the perhaps the most famous bicycle people in history i absolutely i what i what i like to really blow their minds on is to make sure that they remember that the reason why we fly is because of two just bicycle mechanics yeah two bicycle because bicycles are so fundamental like the rudimentary aspects of mechanical happenings that go on in a bicycle even if you go back to the original one that was just the the dandy horse the run mobile like what yeah, you where buy, you sat like on it little, and you just yeah. kind of yeah that, and yeah. you know that was purely driven out of money as for tax collection Really? Like the dude was so <laughs> was obsessed. Was a tax collector. Yes, he was so obsessed about collecting enough amount of tax between from town or village to village, I should say, that that's where that came from is because of the Lof machine. Because he wanted to be able to collect tax from as many properties and locations <laughs> oh as possible. Now I don't like the bicycle as much yeah, as I used to. Yeah, fucking out of Look at where it went, though. Look, it's, it's kind of the, it, it, it's totally evolved into the anti yeah, tax, uh, it, it has, yeah. Yes. And Christ riding against the authority. That's my favorite shirt, by the way, now. I know. Every once in a while, I have, right? It was a one night, wait, trivia night, the last trivia night we were at at, the, at, the, at Blackridge. Yeah. You show up and you're like, God damn it. 
I'm like, oh, nice shirt, man. Like, I think we had the same shirt on. We did have oh, the same, same kind of shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. People look at us like we're and, fucking dipshits. And people kind of look at the shirt sometimes. Some people, I think it's they get kind of get it and they think it's funny. And some people kind of go, I don't know if we should say anything about that. Should I ask that guy? About I've his definitely shirt? had people ask me like. What's that all about? What exactly does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, the play the, at, at the brew the brewery down in Tucson, they asked me about it, and like, cause, cause you could if you're if you're a bike guy, you you know that that's a cog, like yeah. you know that that's what that is for mm-hmm. sure. But if you're not a bike guy, and let's say you're a Christ guy, and right. you see that, and they're like, I had a I've had a couple people mm. get a little. Like a little is that Christ trying to break off with the crucifix? Like what is that? And I, mean? I just I get kind of I don't I, but, I, I just go on the I but just, Jesus overturned the money changer tables and stuff. He absolutely was. I mean, like you the know, dude so had he was kind of going against the authority a little bit. He, he was totally against. He usury. wasn't going against the authority. He of just course. wasn't riding a bike against the authority. <laughs> like, but he would. He, he would have if he they would have had bicycles back then. <laughs> he absolutely would have. It would not have been a mule. It would have. It would have been a right. Bike. Exactly. Well, and they say like. Uh, you guys remember the movie A River Runs Through It? Yeah. And they talk mm-hmm. about how the pastor, like the pastor dad, Tom Scarrett, right, Strawberry, mm-hmm. is is talking to uh, the kids. He's telling them like Jesus was a, f- a fisherman, and uh, all the other all, all the other disciples were fishermen as well. But uh, John, the favorite, was a dry fly fisherman. Like they, these upper echelon. So like in my mind, I feel like Jesus. <laughs> like all the disciples rode bikes, but Jesus, like he rode a fixie. So like he, yeah. fucking, he had to fix it with a messenger bag with fucking with some shit in it. So the, the story came from Ed and Ed and uh, Ryan were here uh, last. Well, is this year? Is he, a little bit, a little over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. about whenever it was, and uh, and we just saw what what Krata or Krata stood for, which so, is like, Colorado Rail. Excuse me. Spit it out for me quickly. Colorado River Area Trail Alliance. Alliance. There we go. Joe just ripped it off the top of his head. I was like, thought it was. Hey, what does that even fucking stand for? Like Christ riding against the authority. And I was like, oh. Ryan and Ed looked at each other like, oh fuck, that's fucking. That was good. <laughs> that, that that was a cha-ching moment. Every once in a while, I have a good one. It's about every about every hundred episodes, I come up with a. A good thing. So, a, a so good one. it took a little while, and then I guess cats. Uh, cats did yeah, the graphic on that. Th- what's amazing is he did that in CAD. To draw something in CAD is a ridiculous Because he's an engineer. He drew it in CAD. He's an of engineer, course he did. Of course, he's most comfortable <laughs> with CAD. And I mean, if you look at it, it is so precise. It's ridiculous. I literally busted out a caliper, a digital caliper. I literally, and I'm like, oh man, look at his limbs are all exactly precision everywhere. I'm like, this thing is so uniform. It's ridiculous. It's a, it's a great looking graphic. That's funny. Like yesterday or yesterday or yeah, it must be yesterday. Like man, I wish Cats was here. Like we were gonna have Cats on the show. Like where is he? He's like he's in Nebraska. And I'm like, huh? I thought he was from Mongolia. <laughs> That's odd. <laughs> he's my Siberian brother. Yeah, yeah. He called a Siberian brother, and, and I, 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 I'm like Mongolian beefcake is what I ended up calling <laughs> yeah. him. He, fucking, well, to, he thinks that's the funniest nickname in the world. Like <laughs> he, he really he, does. He took it and ran with it. I thought he was gonna get offended. <laughs> Dude, he literally changed his Strava. <laughs> yeah, his Strava name is Mongolian, Mongolian beefcake. Beef now, yes. <laughs> oh, the impact M- I've had M- on these people. MBG, oh, MBG. Oh my or MBC, god. MBC, rather. Um, is he in? What's he doing in Nebraska? Is there uh, family there? Yeah, he's a trucker. Oh, I and, didn't know that. I, okay, I'm sure it's probably like this time of the year you get like some cool government loads, and anytime you grab a government load, it's good cash. Yeah, I didn't know Katz was a trucker. I thought yeah. he was an engineer. He is. Well, he is. I also thought he was from Mongolia, not Nebraska. So, well, I thought he was from Siberia, not Japan. So, yeah. <laughs> right. He and I had a chat about it. He's because I asked him, like, of course, in true 
cartoon casual fashion. I'm like, are you black? I was going to no, say, I, he's kind of I, a lentier, I, lentier, Leonard interior, <laughs> lentier. Him, him, and, <laughs> lentier. <laughs> him and Leonard could be related because they're, they're ethnically ambiguous. We don't know what they are. Exactly. Well, yeah. I, I knew I was, I, cause I, I could kind of tell by his accent when well, you're Japanese, right? He was, yeah, yeah. From Japan. But then like he, he but because his skin's so dark, he doesn't know a lot about his background. And I'm like, you have to be part I knew. And he looked at me like, I was the first white person to ever say I knew to him, which Probably is indigenous were. Japanese. Yes. Indigenous Japanese people from like far, far north. Like, I want to say Hokkaido, like far northern Japan. Mm-hmm. The Ainu are also related to Inuit folks and um, Kamchatka Peninsula and Alaska. Siberians, man. Siberians, right. Which are initial which are, Americans, quote unquote. Of course. Least, American, yeah, whatever, yeah, Native like, American. Yeah. Yeah, First like, Nations people. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and he just looked at me and he's like, what do you do for a living? Are you an anthropologist? Like, I, like he was just surprised that I, I'm like, I, I read, man, I'm bored. And if I don't know something like I have this weird compulsion, like if I don't know, like I kind of know what that is. And like, I need to know everything about that. So then I'm like, you should see like right now, if you look at my, I don't know if anybody else does this. This is a little bit open, opening up a little bit of my crazy. Currently I have two tabs open, excuse me, three tabs open. I have, uh, introduction to the Las Vegas Buddhist Sangha Temple. They, <laughs> Andrew Weil, his biography, because apparently Andrew Weil, you guys are familiar with Dr. Andrew Weil? You know who that is? He's like a new agey guy, he's a white beard, hung out with Timothy Leary and Ram Dass okay. and those guys back in the 60s and 70s, and he works for University of Arizona. The Timothy Leary's Eight Circuit Model of Consciousness... These are tabs. These are Wikipedia articles that I have open on my mm-hmm, phone, mm-hmm. and I'm just one of those people. I'm fucking gotcha. weird. You also have a, anyway. you have a job where you can do that a little bit too. I do a little bit I, better I, than I the average. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I'd I have do. a hard time doing that. If what it, tabs do you have open right now, Ed? Let's see. I got a podcast with Chris Moeller. He's for S and M BMX. Okay. Uh, I got S and M bikes. Some I of the got, best frame names ever. Ever. I, Menstrual I got, cycle. My that, still my favorite. Yes. yes. Wait, that's that's old school. That's way that's back in the day. That's old school. Yes, that's old school. Oh god, that's that's my brand. S and M. S and M bikes. I got like some math web page open from Toronto EDU. I got a 095 <laughs> X tubing. I got a Ken Nordine <laughs> video <laughs> half open. Um, I got a Park Tool web page open on a help, like how to tune something on a bicycle so that I could share it with somebody else who's like three states away. <laughs> So that they could fix their bike. Uh, what about what about you there, Brainiac? I, what do you got, got there, Batman? Uh, the I've life got, and times uh, of Bruce Wayne. No, I have a lot. <laughs> no, actually, there is a Batman symbol on here for other reasons. <laughs> but anyway, no, there's the Empire of the Sun because we're trying to paint the sun out here. So trying to get paintings of sun Empire for the, the sun, like Christian the, the Christian Bale yeah, joint. Yeah, that, that one's that I was, oh, okay, look, right I was on. searching yeah. that. Yeah. And someone said, "Oh, this looks like the color of the Swedish flag or some Norwegian." Flag. There's a Swedish flag. There's a uh, there's a Van Gogh. Uh, <laughs> painting of which Van Gogh? I, I don't. It's the Star Starry Night or whatever it was or whatever it would look like the Swirly whatever the hell that. Of course, it's Starry Night. Course, whatever. Could you be more basic? I don't know. It's like the pumpkin spice latte of paintings. He's got fucking a He's got a thousands of those. But Starry Night. I don't know what it is. But yeah, but you have the uh, uh, what's what's the painting? The print that you have? Oh, um, it's uh, it's the cafe, a, a night cafe, or whatever. Night it cafe was. and yeah. something or other. It's, it's a it's a painting copy. It's not a print. Just letting you know. It's actually painted? Yeah, it's painted. Oh, classic. But it's not, yeah, but it's not expensive. You can get people, you can get all kinds of people to whip those things up for not much money. 
what's not much money to the guy who owns <laughs> no, eight not, fucking airplanes and a goddamn hangar? It's not that much money. <laughs> paid God. cash for his F one fifty. Right. It's not, it's not that much. It's just not that much money. But refuses to pay good money for clothes. <laughs> <laughs> He'll, he's like, I went to REI and spent four hundred dollars. This was last year. I spent four hundred dollars. It's, so it's like, held me for a while. Three things. You got three things at REI. Spent five hundred dollars. It held me for a while. <laughs> um, so. We, we, we have a bunch of topics to talk about, but so that's so the many deal. Topics, the, so many topics. The spokesman is the name of your spokesman. Business. That is the name with two ends at the end. With two spokesman. ends, that's, yeah. that's my name. It's what actually is your slogan. Uh, if it was built by a man, chances are it could be fixed by a man. There you with go. Two ends. With two yeah. ends at the end. It's fucking and, brilliant. And you know, it. it's like it's like half stolen between two other phrases I've heard other people say. So it's it's not that unique. It's okay. It's good though. The name is actually a twist off of the first bike shop that I like really fell in love with. Like the first place that I had that was like a bike shop was the Chaparral, uh, which is a motorcycle store in San Bernardino. And when I moved back east, I got a legitimate for real old guy style bike shop. He had brass era bikes in there, hundred year old stuff. Oh wow! And they were like really cool to me. They like you know would tell me like I'd take it home, put it on myself. They'd be like, hey man, make sure you do it this way. And after a while, they're like, man, you have jacked up so much stuff. You've done it wrong so many times and spent so much money here. You want to come in and break down some boxes. And they like gave them the first opportunity to like pay attention and take some, you know, lessons and learn some, some bicycle handiwork. And uh, I love that place. It's what, the only time I ever had a new bike in my life. And my parents saved and saved and saved a ridiculous long time for this. It's comical for me to get that bike came from the spokesperson and I was so I cherished that freaking bike and it got stolen from me motherfucker of all things that gosh dang bike got stolen from me and I still have a little bit of a twitch when I think about that what kind of bike was it or what, what of was it all by, it wasn't even a very high grade bike but it, because it was new I was so it was brand it. new it didn't matter it, it didn't was matter. the first year of the Dino Nitro and I was so oh, in love yeah. with it it wasn't a GT wasn't a Robinson it wasn't nothing too fancy it wasn't a frame up bike it was $252.53 I could still remember looking at the receipt <laughs> in, in the late eighties. Oh, I'm going to say that was Eight. 91 oh, 91 okay. or something like that. 90. So 87 or 88, I think it was, I think it was 88 that Christmas. I got the GT dyno blue yeah. frame, blue frame, blue and white checker crossbar pad. Of course. You know what I'm talking about. I right? had yeah. that same matching seat checker and, uh, the frame and handlebar pad set. Christmas Mac. morning in Tucson. It was awesome. Got to ride it around, parked it on the front porch, stolen on the 26th. No way. I fucking shit you not. And I didn't get another bike because they couldn't afford to buy another one. Right. Like, I, it's, it's, my mom will tell you the story. She's like, well, that's what you get for parking that, that, that. But I cried for days. Like, all I wanted was a nice bike to go out and ride. And I want to be rad with the Word. with the rest of the neighborhood kids, right? Joe, I'm Riding so down. sorry. I, I just, I, like, I, I honestly, if <laughs> I'm I... I'm not laughing at you. I'm that's your such, first as Your it, parents would have been like, oh, here's son. Just not go, buy, go buy fucking three more. Here. They <laughs> learned me the value of money. So I'm sure you they Go did. out and make you one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like, right. Yeah, go well, out and Look what I had to one. prove. I'm, trying, I'm still trying to prove it right now. I know. That stupid float out there I'm trying to build. You, it's so, not a stupid float. Yeah, it looks it's pretty nice. damn good, actually. In my opinion. The float that is going to be in the parade next. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's a Saturday. The Saturday night. The people. So this will not be. It will, it'll be, it will have been on yeah, display. It will have been. It's yeah. got. It's it, got great dimension. It, it it's does. Beautiful. It does. It's. It's, it's a copy of the Kimmin Main Street uh, logo. I think logo. it looks yeah. really good. Yeah. So it's going to be all. 
Empire of the Sun lit up. I have a question about your business, though. It yes, is. Sir. Yeah, I, sh- I should put that. From, speaking of Empire of the Sun, which shows the the airplane silhouetted with the smoke Please coming out. Please don't put of a fucking air, a should, crashing airplane, a crashing airplane in the front of the sun, <laughs> silhouetted. No, that won't. Look no, good. I, I okay. wouldn't do that. Okay, I, I, I will later on after the parade. Steven just... Spielberg will show up and be like, <laughs> uh, "Excuse me, Mister. Can't Gaines. use that. You can't do that. Like, don't you have lawyers? I, I am a lawyer. I, I like to serve." Personally, anyway, he goes. You're making a spixka in my. Uh, you're, ca- you're causing me to. <laughs> I'm catching in my connector gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So wait, 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 wait. So you've got inventory of hardware and stuff too that you can. I mean, how does this work? So right now I have a small. That that's where a lot of the paperwork comes into place because a yeah. lot of suppliers will not sell you bicycle stuff unless you have insurance, and licensing, awesome. and yeah, all okay. kinds of stuff. Like I'm a Shimano S Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, S technician is what they call them. Uh, so I could book, I could get Shimano stuff because I'm directly associated with Shimano, but there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of different stuff out there. So I only have one legitimate supplier at the moment. Everything else I've been like sourcing by the foot for cables. And okay. I just have one size run of tubes. I'm waiting. I still have like like Master Car might be your friend for a little bit. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. So I well I, that's that's all part of the you know I'm getting a a little bit of leeway. I'm giving myself a little bit of head start. I've, I banked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm getting myself a little bit of sundries to start things off with, and that'll give me enough time for all the paperwork to come in house mm-hmm. for me to fax all that stuff over to different suppliers with my insurance and all the fancy paperwork mm-hmm. that goes with it. Cause you literally got to put them as a holder on your insurance and all this kind of madness in order for me to sell somebody a tube. So it's, I, I had to give myself a little bit of parts for like uh, a couple, couple weeks leeway worth of, you know, parts out of mm-hmm. the common fix type stuff. Are you starting yet? Are you officially started? Yeah, actually I'm, I'm working on pike number two. Okay. Cool. Or actually bike number two is basically done. I was going to finish polishing it. I like to make the bikes pretty before they go home. Very you, nice. W- which is a testament to your worksmanship and your, I don't know, <clears throat> respect for the craft, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, like if you go go to a dentist and you go have your teeth work on, chances are they're probably going to clean your teeth. Absolutely. Before they get down and dirty and dig down mm-hmm. anything. If I'm going to paint a building, I'm going to go through and pressure wash everything around the entire building before I go and paint it. Before you do anything, almost the, one of the first steps is is to clean it. Knocking mm-hmm. around wrenches here. Yeah. Uh, so that you can inspect. You don't know what's hiding underneath filth, grime, grease. Why, why is there grease there? Why is there grime? Yeah, exactly. There? Usually the, if there's grease in some place there shouldn't be. Right. That means that the grease has come out of the place it should be. Exactly. Right. All right. So, well, that's good to know then. So, people can contact you via Facebook. You want to give out your phone number and stuff right now? Yeah. Right now, the the business number is of now is going to be my personal number because I have so many people out there that have my number. I get a call at 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ed, I'm going to ride my bike in the morning. My bike's just not shifting right now. What's going on? All right. Take a picture of the back of your bike. Put it in the middle gear. Take a picture of it. Let me see what you're working with. I'll send them a link to a park tool tutorial on how to fix it. Or I'll tell them, hey, you need three and a half indent clicks in the adjuster at the shifter on the handlebar outward. Then your stuff will be all right. Make sure you can slide a piece of paper between the chain and the gear. Mm -hmm. Next gear up. Oh, yeah. Everything works good. Ed, it shifts beautiful thank you so much blah, blah. so i have so many people out how do there. you charge them for that i don't they're, those are my people that they're bike you have to pay work. rent though bro uh at some point they're going to bring the bike over to find out why 
Oh yeah, well, that why why you have to keep adjusting that? Yeah, yeah exactly. See, there you go. It's see? a deterioration of the park. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. And yeah. nevertheless, I just want to keep my. I love riding bicycles, and I want everybody else to love riding their bike. There was there was a time when I uh, you know I fly these crazy airplanes and stuff too, and then did gliding. But I there, there was a period of time that I quit flying gliders years ago because because every time I went to a glider port. You know, I couldn't just enjoy my glider. It was, Paul, come look at this. Check this out, whatever. And yeah. that was good in the beginning when I was getting going, you know, to get sure. to make money. I loved that. But then after I don't know how many years it was, it was like, oh, I just want to put a nose and glasses and a big old cowboy hat on so no one recognizes me. It's like, my name is Saul Mains. <laughs> I tell you what, I've but never so, flown a glider before in my so, life. So what I did, it was kind of sad. The only way I could resolve it for a while, I said, I'm just not going to go flying for a while. And it was a month or two or I mean, not excuse me, like a year or two or something. Anyway, I'm just wondering if this, if ever, it's ever come to you to where it's hard for you to, is that happened to where you just want to enjoy your bike and, and, you and know, they need help. But at the same time, it's not allowing you to do what you want to do. Not really. I mean, okay. I could just stop. Usually most stuff's just like a five minute stop. Let's talk about this. All right. Your, your equipment's not safe. Please don't ride it anymore. Or please don't head out mm-hmm. and go ride it. Or, Hey, your equipment's going to do just fine. Mm-hmm. Just give it a little bit of finesse. Use a little bit of just extra mojo and you shift mm-hmm. that gear, hold that button for an extra second. It really doesn't bother me. I mean, con- talking with one of my people, these, you know, a few minutes, usually you could break down whatever situation's going on on a bicycle because they're really basically simple. What I'm learning here is that Ed's just a lot nicer than I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he hasn't had 55 years of. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time that I, I, I can remember only one real instance where I was like, oh, I'm bothered by this. I was out like working on trail. I came home, took a shower. I was like peanut butter and jelly down. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take me a nap right now. It's early enough in the day. It's quiet here. It's nap time. I'm laying down on the couch. Ding dong. I'm like, no, no, someone's not at my door. There's a little kid. Fuck, I thought he was going to be like, and Joe showed up with the (laughs) fucking $1,500 bike I loaned him last year. And he's like, I broke a fucking rim. I thought, my heart stopped. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be in trouble. All right. You couldn't hurt the bike. Okay. Okay. It was a little kid. So it was a little kid. And he's like, oh, can I use your pump, Ed? Because I used to have my garage door open all the time. I helped out. You know, I liked kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, come over here and pump up your tire. Get on out of here, little kid. I'm just about ready to pass out. Bam. It's literally seven minutes later. Another kid ring the doorbell. Hey, my buddy's got a flat too. All right, go round up every single one of your friends in the neighborhood and meet me, meet me at the garage door in a couple minutes. And they, they were all over there. I put sealant in every single one of their tires and I aired up every single one of their tubes. And I don't think any of those kids ever had a flat again. Oh, I'm sure I not put the, I put a ridiculous amount of sealant. Those in their kids tires. are driving now. They're yeah, like they are driving. Like, As a matter of fact, one of those kids had come back to the shop and bought a full suspension bike and I'm so proud of that kid. That's cool. cool. Dude, dude, he is shredding. He did really killer in the race this year. He was like I think he podiumed. I'm no like, shit. yeah, and I really like, I admire that little guy. He, he grew up to be such a good, good man. Hey, what, hmm. what, uh, what is, what was the turnout for the Rattler race? Do do you, do you have any numbers offhand? Yeah. So off the top of my head, I believe it was 97, even though we pushed it back a month and, uh, we, we kind of, you know, collided with other dates of cool stuff going on around the state and on the West coast, just in general. Right. Um, we still managed to get 97 people. That's pretty good actually. Which is pretty dang How good. did you do last year? Last what, the year numbers. was 168 or something like Man, that. Man, I'm wow. telling you, that's still, you You guys killed, especially with having to do the, like, push it back, 
modifying the trail yeah, wow. and all that stuff because of all the, the weather. I, I was, man, I, I was do, do, so fucking devastated when I heard about uh, that, it, about how bad, like you guys bust your ass specifically you and anytime i ever like mention to the other guys i know that work on the trails with you they're like ed's 10 times like hard works 10 times harder than we do not necessarily 10 times like cats is a big one joe john myers i i I turned in a pr this year 320 hours which is you know i only got saturday and sunday to get out there and do that i'm the house mom of my house like i do the laundry and dishes and mopping and stuff like that so i I only got so much time to play with and i i've really come to enjoy working on the trail like that's my time to like oh you know that's i I totally get to veg out i don't need to think i just i just get into ant mode where i'm just in motion i'm just like right builder you know i'm just a little dirt drone and uh, I really, really, I need that time. I need that time every single weekend. It's very physical. I get a lot out of me. You know, it's it's real big deal. I, I, I vibe with Mother Nature, listen to the birds and the bees and all the stuff going on out there. And I need that time. And so when I have to, like, stop being the trail guy to, like, actually go ride my bike, sometimes I end up just being frustrated. Like, man, this is, like, rough out here. I can't imagine, like whoever coming out here like i'm gonna bring little kids out here to come ride bikes or whatever and they're just gonna that rock on my tire i have a 29 inch wheel boom it's a bump on my tire their little 20 inch wheel that's gonna be like hitting a boulder at like eight miles so you almost if it's a trail's not perfect you can't even like you're it's just like if my dishes if there's dishes in the sink at home i can't even chill right those dishes need to be done Mm mm-hmm and it's the same thing happens to me on the trail and on the bike but you guys put in so much effort into those trails and then that We had a real nasty storm. When was that? It was like uh, October, first week in, or second week in October. Yeah, I know. I was I was gone the second or the first weekend in October. So it must have been like the second weekend in October that just it was, it was like October nine torrential. Or like that. It, it was really unbelievable. Was. It, it it kind of freaked a lot of people out because of how hard the rain was. Well, put it this way: third floor uh, ICU, like uh, one of the windows had debris blown into it and shattered one of the windows. Like on the, the third fucking floor. Yeah. The last time I seen rain that hard was like Hurricane Bob or Hurricane Andrew on the East Coast. Right. It, yeah. it was, that was like the last time I seen rain come down that viciously. Well, it was nasty here at the airport, and I looked at the radar, and then I and then I saw the other area that got the trails. Going, oh my god! I wasn't thinking about the trails, but I'm thinking someone's really getting it up there. And it was your area that was really getting. Yeah. It. So what's really trippy about like where our trails are located is like uh, like Havasu, Bullhead. You know, they're around 500 feet above sea level. And that leads right up the river basin until you get to about Monolith Gardens. There's like a channel of, of mountains down each side, like Oatman, what separates over to Bullhead, you know, on like the, the Blacks. And then you got coming over up on the, the other side on the Wallapies. That stuff all focuses directly into Monolith is the first plateau it hits. So everything really compresses right there. Like it's, it's like squeezing a sponge out. It really is. And it, then the, here uh, comes the rain. The atmosphere really compresses by about 1,200 feet. Which and is one of the reasons why Monolith Gardens looks the way it does. That exactly. is why because it has gardens in the name. Like years right. and years and years ago, before Monolith Gardens was even Monolith Gardens, the, the pass used to be two lanes, right? Right. And when it was two lanes, there was a lot more earth on each side of Monolith. And there was like several springs that you could see. There was one that you could see on 40. Then when you got over on to like a 93 to 68 connector, you could see another two more springs. When they went through and they made it into four lanes, it busted up the earth 
just a little bit. The mine kind of had some to do with it, but that was higher up, like on the badger, you know, on the on the north side of the highway. Nevertheless, the when they changed the pass and put in the four lanes, it took away what used to be like a seasonal spring, like a little stream that used to run through Monterey. I know Gardens. exactly what what you're it talking literally about. Literally had yeah. water that ran through there like constantly. That's why yeah. there's Cook Canyon through the middle of it. It's because that's what it did is it just carved its way through like every single year. And the mid, like the real peak, like the middle of the year, it would lose its, it would go dry. You could still find it. The cows would find it. They knew where to find the right. water around that area. Oh, yeah. But after they redid all the highway, we lost that. It no longer flows water through there and it's not quite as moist, but it's still got water where we don't see it. You know, you know, 10, 20 feet down, it's still really moist. So when it rains, it all just sits right on top. It doesn't soak in. It does oh, not soak okay. in. Yeah. Because it's meant to be moist right there. That's that's like the collection basin from the bigger coming down the blacks. I think those are the black mountains. Coming down the blacks onto that Surbat foothill rim. So just a little bit of water goes a real long ways there. I've seen the canyon there shooting a geyser sideways waterfall. It won't even like fall down. It shoots out like shoots 40 out. feet. Like a hose or something. Like wow. a hose. Yeah. It shoots out literally like 40 feet and you can tell it's carving and it's carrying dirt and it's doing stuff when it's in, in full rage. Mm-hmm. And it's really impressive just to sit there and you could like feel it in your feet on the ground. Vibrating. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like so hollow. And so the rocks, so Swiss cheese, like there's, you know, the basalt's like real, you know, tough rock, but it's also has a lot of cavity to it. And you can really feel it in your feet. Like when, if you're coming into Kingman from, you know, Havasu, Golden Valley, whatever on, on 40 from uh-huh. West, if you look up and you're like, wow, look at how amazing those canyons are. I just imagine seeing a 40 foot geyser coming out of the side <laughs> right. of it about as thick as a VW bug, just wow, <laughs> like a Play-Doh oh, fun factory. It is pretty amazing to realize how much water gets collected there on that one specific rain you're talking about it was over the wash meter the wash could not meter could not even tell you it was over oh, the, the data was over what it could count i think you mentioned it was a what a hundred or something odd year event or something it really was yeah, yeah. They, there's no event on record that we could really really attribute it <laughs> to so, and of course it was right before the <laughs> race. right before the <laughs> yeah. race and we just Shit. sustained like uh, three, four weeks before that, we sustained an inch and a half in one hour up top there. And that's a lot because that's way more than our annual rainfall. And an inch and a half in an hour is devastating. So, do you know, do we know what the rainfall was there? We don't do what 2.48 inches. Yes. Yeah. Bull Mountain <laughs> yeah. got 2.63. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bull Mountain Jesus. actually got even more. That's why, yeah. like, Stockton Hill and like all the businesses along Stockton Hill got just mutilated. Because yeah. the more came down off Bull Mountain than I think anybody in this area has probably seen in this uh, since anybody's generation. lived out there in, in yeah. Camelback Mesa. Yeah, right. it's, absolutely. It was. Uh, I, I was working that night, and it was it was it was intense. And I'm thinking, oh god, everything's gonna be completely fucked. I, I uh, whatever. The wall of mud it left in Wallach Ranch. Like if you oh. did not have a four by four truck, you had to drive out of those. Oh, the it, down the wash on the walk ranch. Oh, you, you, you just know, redid that. I have, You'd already moved. Since I'd already, then, yeah, right? that was I moved back at okay. the beginning of August. So yeah, Ed and I used to live in the same neighborhood. Right, just block them and, over. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the hood. So so the the work that you guys did afterwards to straighten things out out there. How much more is left? Is there still large areas that are majorly fucked oh, up? Oh yeah, I got probably twelve miles. 
<laughs> one side of the highway that needs some love and probably Fuck. about uh, probably about three and a half on the other side of the highway that needs some love. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. Oh. I want to talk. Relax. No, no, no. Calm I was yourself. Gonna, well, I'm, one more thing. We, I, was okay. at the, I was at the start of the race uh, this year. Well, I was down there at the arch where they started. That, that was the best. I was and too, I, thank you. But I was, I was. You were at your house. I was 300 the, yards down the road on Grand because I live on Grandview now. So I, I was know. out there taking pictures. That's yeah. so hot. Yeah, so, it was cool. So I took that picture, the video of them starting. But I, but I thought we were just wasn't a lot of people around around there, and it was just kind of fun. It was a cool environment to be. I'm glad I went there for these starts. But I said. We need, because we talk about this, someone needs to be riding a penny farthing around here at the start. Yes. And then someone's mentioned that yes. someone's got a penny farthing or they're working on one so, somewhere in, in town. Kingman? Yes, someone's in got Kingman? one. Someone no mentioned they're going to be doing, go, yes, Joe. I've seen at least, I raised my hand just now. <laughs> I've seen at least two different people riding penny farthings in this town in the past 10 years. No way. I, gu- I guarantee you there's at least one person. For those of you that aren't in the know, a penny farthing is a giant, one big giant wheel and the little tiny wheel. Wow. Uh, old style bis- bicycles. Like a 52 inch um, wheel. Yeah. And then, because then yeah. we thought, we, we, of course, we wanted to have the, you know, the, the person riding it would be, uh, would be uh, Jeremiah. He'd be perfect with his <laughs> with mustache. mustache. Oh, I would like to see him mount it. <laughs> yeah, that would. How have do they do that normally? They, there's a there's there's a peg on right, at least below one peg. the seat. There's yeah. a little peg. Okay, and you're supposed you to step like up on ca- it. Kind of jawed along with the bike a little bit, and you do like a post, postman mount where you swing okay. your leg over sure. like you're going to get on a horse. Yeah. But the whole magic of that is settling into the handlebar, not jacking your knee into the handlebar, and catching rhythm and time oh, with the pedal stroke because it's a fixed gear. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a fi- unicycle. Yeah. Cycle. Yeah, it's like it. <laughs> it is like a unicycle with a tiny s- training wheel in the back. Yes, I just, you're actually behind the unicycle. It is yeah. a wild, wild ride. Have I, you been on? Have you ridden one? No. Well, I, I've ridden a pretend, the baby, modern, like current, fake, mm-hmm. build your own version. Not a 52 inch wheel. That that is like way up there on my bucket list. And then someone mentioned about me working on composites. Said that would be really cool to have oh, the yes. di- a, a carbon fiber penny farthing. Oh yes. <laughs> Which is so, I, I, I'll show you pictures of this guy's penny farthing mountain bike concept. It is mind blowing. They I'm used talking. to ride them off road, Paul. Yeah. This was a thing that they, they quite often, and that that was like because well, everything was off road back in the day. <laughs> but like, true. sure, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why we have roads. Bicycles actually gave way to the paved road. Because a car did not need a road. A horse did not need a road. Who needed the road? The cyclist. The cyclist act the wheels. Wheelmen of America were the ones that actually gave way to the paved road. With, and that with, started with the, in New Jersey. With these wooden York. frames and the uh, no suspension, I'm sure it was a joy to just be getting racked and and your Constantly. back and your lower back is getting oh, fucked. Oh, getting stuck in the mud. <laughs> mud and the horse shit. That's, that's where you're getting really bummed out because now you got to run in this like thin little channel that like some wagon just went through and you're like, hey, I got to go where this wagon just went right now yeah. because they mushed me a nice little line and I got to stay in that groove. <laughs> and on a safety bike, the first thing you're going to do is when you hit a, a pile of shit or something that's in yeah. the way, you're headed over that handlebar in a hurry. Face first. All right, down so into the mud. Can I was, someone makes penny farthing wheels? I'm guessing, right? They have to. It must. The, the biggest modern pneumatic wheel that I'm aware of is a 36. Now the old so, penny farthings, you would be mind blown if you seen what it took to change a tire on one of those. It's basically <laughs> like a big giant piece of really rigid like fuel line mm-hmm. that you run a wire through the inside and you actually tie it in such a magical way that when it's when you're done tying the knot. 
there's like a four inch gap between the two rubber halves and you beat the wheel into the ground to make the two halves marry together. Good Lord. And because it's such a sizable amount of rubber and it's displacing such a small amount of surface area, it actually gives it a pneumatic effect. You could have cards or on your website or Facebook page that are bulleted things you work on and one could be a penny farthing. Yeah, <laughs> you're like <laughs> the spokesman, Ed, Ed Man. Ed, Edwin Man is 100% qualified in uh, mountain bikes, street bikes, hybrid, something. hybrid, da, 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 penny farthing. People are like fucking penny farthing. Does he build time machines too? Jesus, you should see what it takes to to true one of those wheels because it was like before they even really had spokes. They didn't have like a mechanical spokes. The spokes worked by like tie wire. So you're literally like, it's like tuning a piano oh. more than it is like tuning a Did it wheel. have like little, uh, what are they called? Turnbuckles? Yeah. Like, little, like on oh, the very shit. inside close to the hub. And it depends upon what kind you had because some of them literally had one rigid wire that went from start to finish throughout the entire Oh, and it was wheel. woven? Yeah. Wow. Like a uh, wow. like a dream catcher. Yeah, like a dream catcher. <laughs> Holy shit. Just imagine that. I got to relace a wheel. That's where the term relacing a wheel comes from because it was wire, not spokes. You had to lace the wheel. You started in one spot and went all the way through and around. I feel like you're a Wright brother, like reincarnated. He is kind of a... I, I, I just, yeah. I really dig bikes when I was a little kid and I always like paid attention to like the really old stuff because all that is old is new again. You know right. I mean? if, of you, course. if you really get the conce- concept, it's a solid foundation. Yeah. You know, you know. You, if you start where they started and you learn on up to what's current, you'll have a, like a really solid understanding and basic uh, basis on what's going on and quite possibly where things are headed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's just kind of what I was into. I was just like, dude, the bicycle, it's the human being's first freedom. That's your first sports car or sports vehicle. It kind of was, you know, yeah. it's your it, first. It, first sports it's, vehicles, it's, your first freedom. You could turn left if you want. Mom's like, whoa, 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 slow down. She didn't make you slow down. It's your, you determine yourself. I'm going to slow down like mom said. Yeah. You know, it's it's really freedom on, on its, I, don't, I just, that's that's my favorite no, thing it is. on earth is watching a kid take their first pedals with nobody touching them. And they're like, well, I'm doing this on my own. I am free as a bird right now. Yeah, I am in motion. It, and nobody's it, making me be in motion. It changes. I am doing this. It's kind of the first because we kind of tease that airplanes are like time machines. So the bicycle's kind of a time machine in a way, too. It really is. You can get someplace quicker if you need to. There's and, like a special relationship between the human being and the earth. Mm-hmm. Like the gravity that you have and the gravity that earth has. And it's like, a you know, it's a symbiotic thing. But when you can stop physically moving and coast, something happens cerebrally. It happened. It, it was like first discovered in surfing and like skateboards and, and, and like ice skating. It feels really cool to just kind of glide along. Come on. Yeah. Just easy, as simple as falling out of an airplane or the parachute on is something that is, you can't do any other way. You cannot be stagnant, but moving at terminal velocity. But also moving. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's something that's, that happens in the coasting vehicle, mm-hmm. whether it be a kayak or whatever it is. And the human, you're still, but still moving. It does something like crazy. It, to the and brain. it still feels magical. It Even, really does. Again, I started riding my bike more recently because I had you tune it up. And it's like, it's still when you're, like you said, coasting along, you pedal and you're just kind of going along, your head down a slight grade a or something like that. You're just along. You just kind of, here ride. we go. We're just kind of going along. It's like the, I was, uh, let's see, it would have been ni- 91 or 92. So I would have been about 11 years old. And I went to San Diego with my grandparents. And it was the first time that I ever got to, get on a surfboard oh man 
and uh, and it was this big. I I don't know what his he was ethnically ambiguous, but I'm fairly certain <laughs> he was of some sort of islander type because he was a gigantic dude, and he let me he put me on a longboard. Because he was just like sitting right next to my grandparents, like a Samoan type of dude, probably or something. Samoan or Samoan. So cool. Give, talking to Mike Hinman, he said there's a huge population of Samoans in in the San Diego area, especially where we were. So, uh, and I get out there, and he kind of showed me what you're supposed to do, and he, he, I was too little to like paddle fast enough to catch a wave, but sure. it's also a longboard. It was a gigantic thing. I couldn't even lift it up. It was so fucking big. And I was a strapping 11-year-old, right? Like, I could have picked this thing. All right. Should have been able to pick up a a normal size surfboard. But when you... Yeah, yeah, definitely husky jeans, for sure. Uh, And when you... He pushed me into this this wave, and it caught it. And he told me, he said, lean forward. Okay, now lean back. And he's, like, shouting at me. And you catch that. And then, again, you're standing still, but you're also moving forward. Yeah. Your brain just kind of clicks. And you're right. It, it, it's it's like that on a bike. It's like that in a canoe. It's like that in a kayak. It's it, it's a glider. Uh, again, ice, ice a glider going bust along the ridge line. Yes. You're just sit. You're sitting there reclining. Yes. And zipping along the you're top of trees. You're relaxed, but at the same time in motion. <laughs> yeah. Freaks me out. Yeah. It is. On that cool. note, let's take a break. Fine. All right. We're in all right. We'll be back. show you how to do si I can show you how to scratch a record. I can take apart the remote control, and I can almost put it back together. I can tie a knot in a cherry stem. I can tell you about Lee Erickson. I know all the words to De Colores, and I'm proud to be an American. Me and my friends are platypus. Me and my friend made a comic book, and guess how long it took? I can't do anything that I want, cause look, I can keep rhythm with no metronome. No metronome. No metronome. And I can see your face on the telephone. On the telephone, on the telephone Look at me, look at me Just called to say that it's good to be alive In such a small world, I'm all curled up with a book to read I can make money, open up a thrift store I can make a living off a magazine I can design an engine 64 miles to a gallon of gasoline I can make new antibiotics I can make computers survive aquatic conditions I know how to run the business And I can make you want to buy a product Movers, shakers, and producers Me and my friends understand the future I see the strings that control the system I can do anything with no resistance Cause I can lead a nation with a microphone with a microphone, with a microphone And I can split the atom of a molecule Of a molecule, of a molecule Have them all killed by assassination I can make anybody go to prison Just 
because I don't like them And I can do anything with no permission I have it all under my command because I can guide a missile by satellite By satellite By satellite And I can hit a target through a telescope Through a telescope Through a telescope And I can end the planet in a Welcome back to Go Ahead, Joe. What happened? We are back. First, we did not give Game Ed's on. phone number. Uh, my, my number if for should care to the spokesman. All you ladies out there that need your spokes tuned <laughs> at any time. The spokesman, <laughs> day or night, <laughs> call me nine two eight three zero three eight three two nine eight three two nine nine two eight. Three zero three eight three two nine. Spokesman. With they can two text ends. you. They can call you. They can go on your Facebook page. Message me. They can message you. Give me a DM and I am hit me. Gotcha. Jeez. There it is. It will come out and straighten you up. It'll straighten your spokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I was gonna. We were talking about uh, Ed's uh, hypersensitivity to all kinds of. Uh, yeah. Almost everything. Yeah, Smell, like sound, sight. Uh, what about, uh, are you light sensitive? You one of those folks? I am light yeah. sensitive. As a matter of fact, I'll get like a, a cluster headache. Men have cluster headaches. Women have migraines. I'll have a cluster headache. Is that a? That's a real, that's a real thing. That's real talk. Okay. Men have I didn't cluster know that. Headaches. Yeah. Men have cluster headaches. Women have migraines. Now that I think about it, I don't know if I've ever heard a guy go, yeah, I got a migraine and I'm sidelined. I threw up. Da, 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 like. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. We just call them headaches. But they're actually technically called a cluster headache. I'll get like a wrinkle in my vision and I'll be like, oh shit, here it comes. It's coming. Wow. And it'll literally be like you're looking through like an old Coke bottle and like everything in front of you is like all distorted and twisted. And I'll be like, oh man, shit's not good. I have to wear sunglasses outside. If I don't wear sunglasses outside, it's overwhelming. It's like a, a camera that's ill set. Like there's, there's too much contrast. That sounds horrible. So here's what's interesting though, because you talk about being sensitive to certain smell stuff. I, you know, we, I deal with a lot of chemicals and have for a long time, but I can that smell. Explains so much. I, I, <laughs> I can smell stuff that my younger guys can't for whatever reason, and I'm thinking because it's weird because if you're around loud noises or whatever, you're it screws up your hearing. But I've been around a lot of smells that it doesn't seem yeah. to be killing my olfactory or whatever. It no, does it's probably not. killing something else. You probably have a fucking tumor in your more than likely head. <laughs> I, I, your, my head is a tumor. Your head, yeah, it's pretty like, much just a tumor. I was going through. Uh, I I was actually skimming it's through your, your Facebook. <laughs> I was skimming through your Facebook, Paul. Like the, stalker, looking for right. Uh, <laughs> no, I was looking for that half pipe picture. To, oh to yeah, post about that half pipe we talked. about. Oh, it's going to talk about that. I think. But oh, I, yeah. I, I came across a picture of you shirtless, all bare chested, and you got like the, uh, uh, the, the fuselage of a, uh, whatchamacallit, a, a glider? F- glider, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought and, it was a three wheeled car. Oh, no, no, it had, it was, yeah, that's it. was too. right around in that whole set of pictures. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, God damn, his head's always been really big. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you also have like a ton of hair. Like your hair. Oh. It, you didn't have moose in it. It was just like held straight up by its own sheer will. <laughs> so, it was like the craziness just grows out of your And that was, of course, melon. back in the 80s. So, it, you know, bigger, fuller hair. Yeah, it, you, you didn't have like shoulder pads and big hair. Right. You weren't like Tawny Katane <laughs> on the fucking white car. It was strong hair. It was, it was very, very strong. Very, it was strong. strong hair. Like bull. 
Like well fed. Th- it was well fed. It was like a big rooster comb. It was just sticking straight up. You can tell that you'd been working on that glider for about two weeks with no shower. Yeah, no, it's no question. I was, I've been pretty much obsessed with that kind of junk. But it, during the break, it came out and looked at some of the electric gliders that we have out here. And Phenomenal machine. Uh, it, they are amazing. Man. Yeah. If, if I could toss around some cash, that would be... With the epitome of machinery. You don't have to spend that much, though, on those, obviously. Those are those are all brand new. You know, they're How expensive. much are those brand new? The electric? Those with a trailer are 120000 Oh, oh, they throw in the trailer. Thanks. For well, they don't throw it in. You got to buy it. It's what do you need a trailer top. for? You got to. Well, you. Not everybody lives. You got to bring it to me for one. There it is. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah, when true, you cr- true, crash and break it, <laughs> which point. everybody inevitably does. Otherwise, Paul wouldn't. Wouldn't be you here. Know, yeah. Yeah, drive a uh, solid gold Lexus. What's yeah. wingspan on that? Uh, that one's 13 meters, actually. 13 meters. So Only it's, 13 there, There's normally, there's a 13-meter class glider, which is, didn't really catch on that big, but one of the bigger classes was 15-meter, and then now there's 18-meter is pretty pretty big, and that's what you saw the JS3. Uh, yeah, the JS3. Like America, what, what is it in Freedom Units there, Gaines? <laughs> <laughs> 15 meters, 49.6 feet. Most roads are wide enough. I like <laughs> I don't need a trailer. <laughs> Does it take two people to break one of those things down to pull the spars out and all that? Uh, they have one man assembly. They call man one man assembly rigs. We have one man. We have one man right here. Yeah. We do, but they, they do have rigs where you can put little wheels and things. And it's once you know how to do it, you can do it by yourself, which is good for those motor gliders, which are self launching because you can go wherever you're going to go and put it together by yourself and go fly. So it's, it's, it's cool. one of those things. It's like it's a self launching glider. So you mean an airplane? So it's only an air- <laughs> it's an airplane really. in the beginning. <laughs> so so my thing is, how many people does that glider set seat? One. One. How many people should be able to make that machine function? One. One how person many- plus a crew. <laughs> right. It should be able to sit up with one person. That's yeah. all that could sit inside of it. Normally, gliders that aren't self-launching, of course, it's kind of a more social event. You go to the glider port, and then people have their stuff, too, and you help them put theirs together, help you put yours together, and then you all go flying. That's what So, so now if they rely on such l- little amount of drag. Yeah, 15 pounds, we said. Why, why could they not have multiple occupants? It's all about center of weight. Well, I mean, they do point. make they, those. they do make two place gliders. Like, I mean, like eight person gliders. Uh, That's that was a- called World War II Normandy invasion. <laughs> 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 those Sorry. ones are still flying, right? Wow. Actually, actually, someone just no, but someone I believe just restored one. Someone, a group of people, and I believe either they already have or they're about to fly one of the invasion gliders. Are, are they going to invade? They're going to invade northern France. Invade Canada. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's about to happen. And usually a DC-3 would be, or C-47 would tow it up. Sure. Why did you sure. point at me and go, C-47? Sorry, because yeah. Joe was going to cast castrate me or cast a, castigate. Why would I castigate cast you asparag- or castrate Cast asparagus. <laughs> cast aspersions. Cast, cast aspersions. <laughs> asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> I, you looked at me like I'm the non-civilian because here. Like, Joe oh, was going to go forty-seven, not a DC three, right? Because so they're the same plane. You know that the DC three and a C forty-seven yeah. are the same plane. You want the military version? Yeah. They're, I'm like, why did you fucking point at me? I don't know. You're so, so accusatory. But the cool thing is, though, which is is kind of neat, that you would have thought by now someone would have gotten together and built one of those invasion gliders. Yeah, like by a, now, like a bus version of yeah, but they haven't. Flying. So now, but now they have. They've 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 rebuilt one, and I believe either it's flown recently or it's about to fly. I also don't think it would be very much fun. They're hard. They're a bitch. Well, it have a lot more weight. Yeah, and you, I mean you're really and there's nothing hydraulic or electric. It's just big glider. 
yeah. big cables and stuff. It, and to manly. me, it seems like I haven't. I've obviously yeah. never flown a glider, but I, I, the way Paul describes it, and the way other people have described it, and uh, listening to audio picked up like on just like the speaker that's in a like on a GoPro. Sure. In inside the cockpit, it's it's relatively quiet. It's quiet in there, and when you and, when and you seems very you sleek. have the control column or, or the stick, you can literally use your thumb and forefinger. And that's how much pressure to, to fly those things around the modern sailplanes. Oh so, goodness. and then you start adding yeah. more weight, and it gets clunky, and then you like. But it's not that bad. You no, can do a two-place no, duo discus, what they're called from Champerth, and they're very nice, also. Now, is it all direct or is it hydraulically driven? They're all direct. It's all it's all push pull 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 rods and the rudder usually rudder cables normally, but everything else like the uh, elevator, well, just go up and down, and the flaps, and ailerons, all that. They're they're push, rigid. They're push pull tubes. Going going through very lightweight bearing systems and wow. stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's quite impressive. Yeah. All right, everybody, wake up. Sorry. <clears throat> no, it's okay. No, they, we have a handful of listeners that I, I hear from, feedback from, that just are fascinated by this shit. I, to me, I would think that people would not be that interested in it. Or rather... Paul thinks that they're not interested in this stuff. Ed and I are fascinated by it. Oh, but, but it's the evolution of the bike. It is. It all started from the it really back. Is. Really, it full really, circle. It really did. It, it really, really yeah. is. Yeah. The glider is a flying bicycle. Which it, is, it is why when you go like at the um, uh, on the break, we were, I was telling the guys about you know going to uh, Dayton to the Air Force Museum and all that stuff last year at Christmas time with Porsche and. You know, the, it's it's in Dayton, Ohio, which is known for the Wright brothers, and they have like Huffman Prairie is literally right next to Wright Pat Air Force Base, which is, you know, uh, I had to look it up because for some reason, remember last year we thought that it, Wright Patterson Air Force Base, we thought it was named after the Wright brothers, and the guy last name of Patterson who was the first person who was a fatality in an aircraft. <laughs> yeah, we, I we, thought we, for we, sure we, we didn't looked know. it up. It's we not. It up. He was just some guy that owned a lot of land in Dayton that donated land. He was Cringy not. Ding. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, I thought for sure that that was the guy speaking. But then up. we looked it up, and it was some guy in Oklahoma. Guy, like, yeah, it was a guy in Oklahoma or Texas. Was taking and, a ride, and he was and, an army guy. And or something. actually, that's something I was going to show you, Ed. I'll just do it right now. Is that um, they have a chunk of what's left of the aircraft that killed the first like aircraft fatality? That's there at the Air Force Museum. Yeah, it's pretty. They have that. That's a chunk of like the fuselage or something. And then there's a the. the I, I love how it's got wood bonded to it. And oh yeah, you can tell that this is some rinky dink shit. Like it was. Oh, wow. A lot of the aircraft and, and experimental shit from back then. It, you could literally see rasp marks on this and across yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some of that shit was like it looks like it was built in someone's front yard in Butler. Like it's really, there's oh, yeah. you zoom in close enough you can see Bondo in that airplane. Yeah, you really it, do. It's uh, oh I'm sorry Paul, what it's not called Bondo. What is it called? Uh, we we call it in the in the industry I call it profiling agent. Profiling agent. Ah, yes. I call Hey, didn't you donate to donate? Didn't you date uh, I, the, the I, heir to the Bondo fortune? I yes I I did. Yeah, was she good in bed or was she a little profiling? <clears throat> was she a- <laughs> <laughs> Did she listen to the podcast? I have no idea. Is her last name Bondo? No. She was putty in his hands. Oh. oh. She was a profiling agent. <laughs> she was interesting. Yeah, so this this uh woman, her father actually bought Bondo, I guess, I don't think he gave that name or not, for about twelve grand or something in the seventies. And she remembers, she used, yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to mix it up. Their whole house smelled like polyester oh, resin oh, from Bondo wow. in their basement. And she would talk about. Tell this. me, they evolved into Everglass. 
I don't. Well, they, if you look at if, if it's Dynatron Bondo, I don't know if they bought Everglass or not, but they get a big factory in. If you look at some of it, it was Atlanta, Georgia, and that's where he was. JQ Mackamer, that was his name, and her name was Lisa Mackamer. <laughs> mm, Lisa. JQ. JQ Mackamer. Yeah. <laughs> JQ Mackamer. Like he sounds Dude, like an evil unreal. genius. Like he's just he, really hatching is. a plan. No, somewhere. but he, he was kind of an interesting guy because he made a lot of money. He, and he started out, they didn't have any money, and they bought. They said that was a cool idea for doing body work on cars. Absolutely. And made a pile of money and but he hated all the older rich snobby people in atlanta i used to go when we were out in buckhead north of atlanta partying and with lisa mackamore we affording and whatnot she was all my dad to so-and-so a fundraiser they always you invite wealthy people to fundraisers because that's what you do so that he had a lot of money so he would go to all these fundraising he hated these things and he had money he gave a lot of money away a lot but he probably hated hobnobbing with a bunch he of rich hated assholes it. yeah we'd go oh, there I mean. and he remembered me because i wanted some white bond he was going to mix up some white putty for me for the white sailplanes and stuff. They were going to do a batch and stuff. And it was, he remembered me because of that, because he hated talking to the snooty old, you know, 70 year old See, rich people. So we're people... going to go with tinted putty rather than paint it. Right. Maybe. We're right. willing to save that 10th of a gram. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it what I so, love, that's one of the things I love about you, Paul, is that you like, you, you when you pull the silver spoon out of your mouth, you're like, I you, don't have you, a silver <laughs> spoon. <laughs> you put your pants on. One leg at a time, just like everybody else. I do. Once you pull that silver spoon out. That's it, why people like you. But it was funny going to these parties because he would, when we showed up, he was like, oh, thank God. Because, a normal person. Oh, yeah, we're semi-normal. We'd go talk about other things, and we'd go to these side rooms and just talk about goo. And, yeah, man, come by the office. And, we'll, and he I'll didn't have you. a problem with you shtupping his daughter? Yeah, we know who knows who was shtupping who. Shtup? Shtup. Shtup. Like I said, I said it correctly. Yeah. Shtuping. Shtuping. Did you? I can't, you know, just, we can't really, you know, you I'm, not really, I'm not going to It's 30 years later. We have 10 people tell. listening to this podcast, and they don't need to be hearing we're up, to, we're up to 12. Nine. Yeah. Nine. One of them's here. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, <laughs> I, right. Ed, if you, it's like supreme level vanity if you listen to your own episode. <laughs> I, I will. I, I guarantee Joe you Joe gets will. mad at me for not listening Twice. to our episodes, and I don't want to listen to me. You, it's <laughs> bad enough you have all the voices in your head plus your own. <laughs> yes. You don't want to listen to. A, no, I don't. You do, you did, but though, but there you for a picked while. Will, and thank you very much for the. Uh, oh yes, the, you're uh, welcome yeah. for that song for the uh, nice break music from uh, absolutely from uh, 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 Good Lord Linda Ronstadt. Thank you, yes, Linda Ronstadt's cover of Willin from Little Feet. But I was going to say back to the Wright Brothers and bicycling, really quick. Oh, the reason why I brought that up, the whole reason why I brought up the Wright Brothers is that when you first walk into the Air Force Museum, once you walk past the. Like the people, hand, the docents, like the old farts, they're like Walmart greeters, and they hand out the map of the, the joint. I'm like, I, I've been here a thousand times. I've got this. Thanks. And but the <laughs> first place you go to, you hang a right and get it, and you, it's a, it's immediately into the Wright brothers, like the beginning of the gallery, and that's how you begin the whole thing, and it shows the the progression of them getting into. Uh, you know, just being handymen and then getting into bicycles and opening the bicycle shop and then fucking around with, with gliders and that, 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 and then it just kind of weaves on. And then at the, then, then, and then there's a SR 71 black. Next thing you know, you're on yeah. a mechanical adventure. I, I, I just think it's, it's so, amazing. it's so interesting too. If you look yeah. at the, the right flyers and things where they have the, the control, you know, the wheel or whatever, you, you know, that's a sprocket or whatever off of a bicycle. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. and, and the little lightweight chains and all that. You go, these are just all bicycle parts. It's yeah. fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. It really is. So it, it's like, honestly, Ed, I've seen your garage. 
I think the Wright brothers would, would hang out in your garage. Sure they would. Uh, I think they'd kick it. They'd be like, oh, man, you made a blowtorch out of bike parts? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that <laughs> I works. I want one of those. That's How did you make that? I'm picking it apart, and they would like introduce you yeah. to their sister. You, and You probably... Jesus. I had, to, I had to bring I, up I, the, the incest. I doubt they'd share. The, I really don't I don't think share. they would share. Oh, uh, that's a different story the, altogether with the Wright brothers. The, the You know about the... Oh, yeah. Okay. Ancestral. Right. Yeah. So we it's think that's what was going on. So anyway. Bad. Anyway. So. Um, oh, my God. Now I've sighed... <laughs> Where was I with the? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold the, on. The Wright brothers' incest thing with their sister. No, who before the looks incest. Like both of them. I, I think we need a poster or a picture right over here with like one Wright brother with his arm around the sister, like a brother on each side of yeah. the sister. Well, um, better than a brother on each end. That's. I'm hey, sorry. Hey. hey. Let's keep it clean. I was thinking of the museum. I, 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 it was a really big point, and I'm, I'll come back to it if I can't. If something that was there in the beginning of the Wright brothers and what they did or designed. Oh, um, they needed a certain amount of horsepower. They calculate this all out and they go, that's not enough. Do you know that they end up casting and making their own engines for the Wright flyers? Yeah. Did you know like, this? Like, wow. Yes. They, they did this because they couldn't get, isn't this true? Yeah. Yeah. They, they said, we need a, big, a little more horsepower, a little bit lighter weight. Nothing's out they there available it to be lighter. Yes. Yes. So they Power made their ratio. own, they yeah. cast their own engines and made their own engines to achieve this. Bicycle guys. Yeah. They, they, let's go ahead and just start our own foundry just because we need to come up with a material that's slightly lighter than what's available to exactly. us yeah. now. And you know what? It needs to be kind of resilient. Uh, we think we need just a little bit more copper yeah. in there, something a little more heat sink, something that'll hold up to that pressure. It was uh, incredible. And then, of course, the big development of the propeller, too, making extremely efficient propellers. They did all that with their wind tunnels. It, That's what I was impressed with the Wright Museum. You go in there, and they, they got one of their oh, big, they, yeah, their a wind beautiful tunnels. wind tunnel, nice curved, laminated, stained and sealed, gorgeous, smooth, long wooden wind tunnel. Ah, it's probably about 20 feet long, isn't it? I mean, no, so there's, 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 there's several. several of them. There's like... Four or five. There's one that's that's much bigger than that. There's one that's probably forty or fifty feet long. Yeah, and uh, and maybe maybe six feet in diameter at the at the end at the the bell end. Mm -hmm. Not bell end. That's a dick. But like a, the bell end. <laughs> that's a dick. That's a uh, <laughs> no. That's a bell. Calling someone a bell end like it's a, a very Englishy thing. That's a, yes. Jason Marino okay. tries to bring that shit back that, on Facebook all the time. And it's so fucking. It's <laughs> a dick end. It's the bell end. Yeah. But yes. the bell end of the uh, now see. Got all distracted well, by the cock just, boys. We just can't That's manage. the intake end, obviously, because it's it's gathering more air and it's being accelerated down and this focused. necked it neck looks like thing. A, yeah, it looks like a horn. It does. Ricola. <laughs> and they do. They yeah. They have a handful of those. Yeah. Uh, at the. I mean, they made beautiful wind tunnels. You probably know that either. I'm guessing. No, I you'll didn't. be you're just gonna go up there. You're gonna just freak the fuck out. It is Seriously, on my I'd, bucket list. You'll yeah. be like it me. Fully is. You'll be like me when we like when I go to the Air Force Museum. I'm there for a minimum of four hours. Oh yeah. I'm they say that out. you can get. That's oh, not can, enough. You can see almost everything there in about two hours. And like, okay, I'm. If you stop just speed walk. No, it's not even speed walking because there is a lot of stuff there. But that's a long time to be spending. Looking at stuff because to me there's a, there's some stuff in there that I just don't give a shit about. Sure. Like, it's not that I don't give a shit about it. It's like I realize it has its place in history. Blah blah blah. Everything's but I don't give a fuck about a troop carrier. I really don't. Right. And I'm not even a huge fan of like heavy bombers and stuff. Yes, they're cool, right. and they have a couple of them there or three or four of them there. And I just it's just not that doesn't fascinate me. Early flight experimental stuff and 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 the aerospace stuff, like the really really sure. fast stuff. 
that's the shit that really gets me. Now they did have a really it was it was a very apparently it's going to become a permanent exhibit, but the they have a Holocaust exhibit that is just like it was it's genius the way that they they have it devised to where you have to you have to walk through it to get out of one oh, of the yeah. like the the World War II era hangar yeah, yeah. into the next one like into the hallway and you have to walk through it and it's it, it's it was pretty rough like Porsche and I were both like pretty fucked it's up grim. by it like afterwards. it's very there, grim. there's no other way to see it there's like no. bo- yeah like there's just boxes of fillings and shit like you would sure. see at the it, like I, I've heard of Auschwitz and Bergen Belsen are like that but they have they have that stuff but then they also have like diary entries of uh, Jews that like they that escaped uh. and are writing letters to the German government post like 46 47 48 looking for their their loved ones that, that relocated to Ohio like to specifically the Dayton area and it was really really tough I mean really tough to get through but it but it I it should be there. Yeah. It shouldn't be sweeping it under the rug. Like that you're, shit you're really right. happened. People yeah. need to know. And the people that lived through that stuff are basically all, you know, they're dying off. But anyway, Jesus, speaking of Nazis, uh, <sighs> you like Volkswagens. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like that segue? <laughs> right back on Air cooled engines. Yeah, let's get to something, to, something a little more petty. Are... How did you get into air cooled machines? What what is it that draws you to air cooled machines? Well, back going back to just being a little kid, you know, things happen when you're a little kid. It really takes your notice. My dad had a little uh, Pinto, it was a fast, fast Pinto back in like porthole window station wagon Pinto, and I used to rub the little pony on the dash, and he'd make like a horse sound and get going. And uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I love it was that. Pretty awesome. And uh, we had a VW pull up next to us with like arms and hats and legs and shit just poking out of it. It was full of people, and I like rubbed over onto the dash like, "Hey, dad." Don't let us get showed up by that car, you know. I rubbed onto the dash, and he's just like, kind of squashed it a bit. That bug did not disappear. That bug, the guy like kind of like pointed and gave us like a wink and a nod, and then took off in front of us. And I was like, holy shit! Wow, that was so impressive. Right mm-hmm. now, it was full of people. So my uncle, his best buddy, my uncle had a BMX bike, super rad Diamondback. I kind of idolized my uncle a little bit. His best buddy in the skateboards and bicycles and stuff had a c- bunch of cool little ramps. He mm-hmm. was into VWs, <clears throat> and I totally dig how he could make the most basic piece of crap nobody wants car, the most fundamental of cars, go fast and look good doing it. I kind of just fell in love with it. I'm like, how old is that? I thought it was a really old car. He turns out that car is only like seven years old or something like that. I'm like, what the hell? It looks like that thing came out of the 30s. Like, holy crap. I love the fenders on it. It's like bubbly and fun. Herbie. Like some sure. little things about it. And then once I found out there was no water involved. <laughs> no water involved. It's one of those weird things. There's only once... one fluid. Oil. Oil That's only. It. That's mm-hmm. all you need to worry about. Once you find that out, it's kind of a weird thing, right? It's like, like wow. It I'm, I'm like trying to wrap my head around this. There's And wait a minute. The engine goes in back. Hold on a second. I am so confused by this machine. There's no water. The engine's in the back. You can literally float the son of a bitch. Oh, I've been. I've floated, yes. Have you floated a VW? Yes. I told you that story. Maybe my friend had a bug in high school and crossing rivers. And occasionally the river's a little bit high, but we would start floating downstream. And we'd have to kind of 
get veer. out and then grab I think vines. I remember you saying something about that. Kind of veer on over to the edge. Yeah, and, and trying to grab on onto it. stuff, yeah. and then we get over, Holy and boom, and keep going. I'm sure I, we talked about this on the I, podcast. For, I, I, I'm... I'm Anyway, anyway, I, anyway, yeah. but you're right. You can float it. It's sealed up well enough. They, they are so airtight <clears throat> and they're just so flipping basic. I mean, it only takes a handful of wrenches to work on the entire machine. Engineering was the, the main focus of the whole entire machine is it's engineering. And I just totally admired the amount of engineering that went into something so fucking basic. It, to make something simple with fewer parts takes a lot of effort. It really does. Yeah. How lightweight, how little power it takes to make that thing zip down the road at Autobahn speeds efficiently decades before anything else did. Like really grabbed a hold of me. It's like, holy shit, this thing is solely only focused on engineering. It's not worried about how fast it could go zero to 60, which is like you know, totally against like what I knew as a kid, like everything's about like muscle cars and smoking the bandit and shit like this. And that, that car was all about what you can do with it. And I seen the goddamn thing cut up, modified, drilled, welded into every fucking shape there is. It like camper shells on the back, turned into trucks, made into Bajas. We don't even have a body on the goddamn thing. Let's weld some bars to it. It's like the most universal mechanical tool that you could possibly, you know, mechanized tool you could possibly come across. I just thought it was just brilliant. And so I realized that there was a correlation between the bicycle and the Volkswagen. I was on a website, you know, talking to some forum board with some guys, and I'm like, hey, man, any of you guys ever notice, like, how most everybody who, like, really digs BMX, like, long after they're out of BMX age, has a Volkswagen? There's, like, a connection between the Volkswagen, because they're so simple. I feel like it's the same they're tools so involved. They're so individualized. The, the same wrenches are involved. They, they in really both. are. Yeah. It, it uses the, literally the exact same amount of tools. You're, you're so right. And it's so basic. But they're, every single one of them is different. They're all individualized. They all suit the needs of their owner. Every single VW, every single bike out there is tailored to the person who owns it. And I just think that they kind of follow along with each other. It's so easy to take a VW and make it your own. Make it uh, unique and efficient and more performance than it was ever born with. And you can do the same thing with a bicycle. Oh, I got a heavy old bike. Oh, let's put some fancy rims on there. Less rotational mass. All of a sudden the bike becomes easier to accelerate, easier to stop, easier to turn. I got some real performance on my hands. I didn't have to do much to it to really feel the results of that performance. So it just kind of, they kind of hold hands for me. I just really like how basic engineering does huge things. Small movements make big, big, big adjustments. And Mr. Porsche was a freaking genius when it came he to that stuff. He really, really was really smart about that stuff. He used the most, because everything was war rations back then. I was talking to my mom this morning, as a matter of fact, about how I had a bike from 1935, a Monarch monarch silver king it was the world's first aluminum bike they were guaranteed for life against fire who in the hell really cares about fire you know what i mean <laughs> it's a worth thing to guarantee it again that, it's like, like one of yeah the it's last like my things. truck is guaranteed for life against rain yeah it's <laughs> Good. Like one of the last things you're like really concerned with but i was explaining to her you know the marketability of things but what i mainly wanted to focus on on that is 
We're talking about a bicycle that was ultra exotic material. Back in 1935, not a whole lot of things were aluminum in the, on the home front, on the personal, on the consumer level. True. Most everything that was aluminum was usually based around government, industrial. Something military or and something like that. And not to mention, yeah. like, like, the war was on. They were not, people weren't buying aluminum. Anything that was aluminum was all being made into planes, into war provisions. There was, people were turning their bikes in to make them into bullets and and crazy shit that aluminum all, canteen to be a big one that was all part of the war yeah so anybody that owned a bike in 1935 that was made of aluminum was like rich they were living high on the hog they were buying shit that like everybody else was recycling their junk to like help forward the war you were somebody that was so rich you could afford a bicycle that was made of one of the most exotic materials you could find at what the were time. they made of before that they, what was more commonplace around that? that there was, was a, a lot of cast bro. iron lugging and just steel tubings. Holy shit. Like so the heaviest have, goddamn bike yeah, imaginable. So to have an aluminum bike was like a real phenomenon. Now, how did you, you came across this bike here in town? This is somebody here in town that has yeah, one? Yeah, I've just heard about it. And I kind of just hunted it down because I always wanted to see one in person. It's a good thing that you're not like a big menacing guy. No, no, no. And, and you've got this great <laughs> smile. Like, cause otherwise I would, if, if I were somebody who had like this weird antique bike that my great grandpa owned or something like that. And this dude, it, it, this those, dude showed up and he's like, story, Hey, I want to look at your bike. <laughs> yeah. The story behind the bike was actually really unique. Like a, a guitar guy I knew was like telling me about it. And he's like, Ed, I'm going to get in touch with this guy. I'm going to hook you guys up. So the, the guy who sold me the bike, his older brother went to war, never came back from war. So it was really weird that a bike, an exotic bike that usually would never exist in a time of war, especially, you know, these times, never came back from war. It got drafted, never came back from the war. The bike ended up being stolen in the 60s. Like the dude never really rode the bike. It was his older brother's bike. And when he became old enough to like ride around on the bike, it was like a prized possession to him. It was something that his brother like really coveted and something that his family like really like went to extremes. It was like a graduation present for the older brother. So he gets the bike. He rides the bike a few times. The bike gets stolen. The bike ends up getting recovered at a bike shop, just like how I would do here locally. Like, hey, I know that bike don't belong to you, but there's only so many of those bikes. They've got brand new tubes put in it that day. The bike got recovered. The tubes were still 1962 Schwinn tubes <laughs> when I bought the bike. So when oh, I, was, I didn't know you owned the bike. I'm sorry, uh, yeah. I missed that part of it. Okay, so, so you uh, purchased yeah, I guess it I anyway. kind of skipped around. That's yeah. okay. So I got in touch with the the guy who had this bike, and I told him, I'm like, I know exactly what that is. I know what year it is. I know some things about it. He's like, I'm gonna sell it to you. He sold it to me for less than what he was selling it to everybody else for because he wanted me to have it. He knew that you would appreciate it. He knew that That's I'd appreciate cool as hell. it. That's cool as hell. I refused to polish it. I did clean up the chrome. I'm guilty of that, but I left all the patina on the bike and some other dude like in Michigan seeing that I had posted a picture of a almost complete Monarch Silver King and he offered to buy it from me. And the only reason why I even remotely entertained the idea is because he had all the missing parts to the bike that were uh. lost in the theft of it back in the 60s what kind of bike really were we looking at it had like fenders and shit on it yeah like it was a paper that, yeah. boy's bike it's usually a paper boy bike back then it had a two inch tire by a 24 inch wheel they had fenders they had a tank they had a rack the basket light in the front and you went and delivered papers on it this was a 26 inch paper boy bike and it had all the accompaniments of what you would find from an early 30 
30 spikes. It was beautiful. It was brilliant. The chrome was fantastic, but it had no tank. It had no light. It had no fender. It was missing all the Pee Wee Herman bits of the bike. So I reluctantly sold it to this guy in Michigan. The the bike's on display in a museum in Michigan. Oh, that's fucking right cool. Now, that is, okay, that's speak. really cool. And that's why I gave it up. It's because he had the proper parts to finish it back to correct. He had a proper home and you felt yeah. okay about it. Yeah. He had one of the bikes, but the bike was like crumpled. It like been run over or something like that. It had a bent fork, a couple frame tubes needed to be replaced. But like the, the tank was salvageable. The rear rack was clean. The headlight was still good. So I reluctantly sold the bike to the fella just so that it could be complete and so that it could be seen by many people because a 1935 Monarch Silver King is very, very hard to find. Very. What rare. are they worth if you, if you couldn't even put a number on it? I like know it doesn't you, even matter. If, but If you had a complete, like, yeah. all-together, one-piece, ready-to-go, rideable, the way they were meant to be made today, right now, probably a couple grand. Yeah. Which is still not a huge amount of money, but it's amazing. Not huge, but... Yeah. There, there wasn't a ton of them. I mean, that bike was used by a lot of different bikes. That bike eventually, slowly but surely, became a Whizzer. Mm-hmm. Everybody's familiar with the Whizzer. Mm-hmm. They had lugged frame segments that had replaceable tubings yeah. that went through, like, the main frame, like the top tube, the down tube, the chain stays of the bike and stuff. Mm-hmm. The only part of the bike that was forged or cast was, like, the lugs of, the, like, the where the headset went, the fork, the seat tube, you know, the basic parts of the I have a, if, if your, your average let's say huffy cheap bike you would buy it they have a walmart huffy bikes yeah okay huffy's actually coming back to the united states they're going to start production oh are they the okay i remember the 11 so, are they aluminum or steel are they all aluminum now there's there's a variety there's you know plenty of a high tensile steel 1020 high tensile steel okay. a lot of them are, are just basic real poor they call them six series aluminum, but they're questionable. I'd call them more like a four series aluminum. It's actually going to be cheaper sooner than you think to have a composite bike now because it's easier to form, mold, bake, autoclave, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. a composite bike faster than it is to recycle or foundry the aluminum or steel to make a tube set to miter the tube to grind it to weld it to heat treat it to paint it to send it on down the assembly line to where it could finally start being you know assembled into a bicycle where they're going to start doing that with the graphics the paint and everything all in composite walmart already sells composite bikes do they really yeah so it's actually going to be more common to find a composite bicycle than it is to be that's crazy all right so does that mean a lot of these three four five thousand dollar composite frames that people ride around here are going to be worth less now that's where things get tricky because there's a, a bunch of different composites that are on horizon like uh Santa Cruz this year made a specific bike for one of the world's most talented riders Danny McCaskill that it has like some really high-end Touré 12,000 or something like that fabric in it that they purposely did not paint that area. They left it all clear so that you can see through to the fabric. And it see is the fiber, gorgeous. Yeah. It looks like a fire hose in a graphite color with thick, thick lacquer over it. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the weaving... You know, the, like the composite choices mm-hmm. throughout it are, are what drive the price. Okay. I mean, you could get some real expensive, you know, if you get some made in USA fabric 
and you make a bike out of some Made in USA fabric, it's going to be exorbitantly expensive. If you go to the Trek factory over in Taiwan or in China, actually, if you want to be technical, mm-hmm. and you just have one made, like some 3K fabric, you know, zigzagged back and forth across in a couple of different ways. So 3K, really isn't nothing 3K fabric, Joe, probably people don't know what you're talking about, but you know, <laughs> uh, fabric is woven in a weave. It looks like a, a, a shirt, like a basket. But, but a little bit fatter thread, shall we say. 3K, if you look at the individual, it's about this wide. That, that's the fibers going up and down. And they're not very wide. I, I don't know how wide you, if you could measure it out, maybe a, a 16th of an inch, a, f- a few millimeters wide. Yeah, I was going to say There's 3,000 3, fibers of carbon in that little... One. In one toe. Right, it's cube. called a toe. It's called a toe. I, or we call it a toe. But let yeah. the record show that uh, Mr. Mann and Mr. Gaines are being incredibly condescending to Mr. Fellers. And <laughs> they, forget that I've, they forget that I've refinished Royal X canoes and I know what the fuck oh, 3K fabric fine. is. Fine. Fucking dicks, <laughs> dicks. <laughs> so we're gonna get into unidirectional and tore a fabric. I, 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 fucking, is it unidirectional or is it like which one is stronger when it comes to bicycles? Well, fucker? if we're talking about a wheel, a unidirectional actually works out better better in a wheel. Because I'm gonna take my pants off. You say unidirectional fuck. one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's already got his pants out. His whipped his dick. Pants? Out. We were. I didn't know we had pants. I'm I didn't kicking. know we were wearing pants. I took mine off at the start. That's right. Pants, where are we going? We don't need pants. But I know it's this kind of party. I put my dick into mashed potatoes. Oh, that is one of my favorite <laughs> fucking lines. I love that. <laughs> I pulled that one out. I mean, I didn't literally pull it out, but I said that line when I was like pulling mashed potatoes out of the fridge. I remember the first Thanksgiving. The, the, <laughs> the first time I learned about 12K or 3K or whatever it was, um, Hercules makes, I guess they still make carbon fiber, I imagine. It used to be in Utah somewhere. And I remember, God, it's been 30 years now, maybe. That carbon fiber is starting to get kind of getting rolling a little bit, kind of getting available, but we couldn't afford it. Me and my friends couldn't afford it, making these windsurfers and different things. We were made, I made a special one off my friend George Wagner, who was the guy that posted the, the or I got the picture from with the half pipe. We yeah, were, yeah. We, we made a very pretty hot rod windsurfer back in the day. And uh, back in the day, I can't stand that term, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we were playing on some carbon fiber and stuff too. Let's, let's just call Hercules. Let's just. You know, we, we were Aquatech. We had our company name, Aquatech, which sounds really bad now. But this is uh, 34 it's a, years it's ago. It's fine. So yeah. we wanted to play around with carbon fiber and see what we could do with it and how it behaved and all this kind of crap. We needed samples. Could you, we're we're going to be in the manufacturing windsurfing business. We would love to have a couple. What can you send us? So they would send us you know spools of sure of 12k carbon fiber for free boom boom like, like how much how many feet would they get i still here? have it with me here no way yeah i i i made i made and repaired tim schritter's mash paddle with that same roll so i imagine that oh. that fabric's actually probably got to be better than what you could source today by that spec more than likely I'll yeah bet. yeah yeah now we don't use a lot of roving here anyway uh because of the way the airplanes are made but that has lasted me. I'll show it to you. I've had this thing for 35 years. Wow. But that's how I, you, you, if you see this carbon fiber or composite mash paddle that I yeah, made for him. absolutely. So have. there's there's roving wrapped around it. And so that's, sure. that was from that same batch that I got. No effing Because we couldn't afford it. We couldn't, we, we, we could not afford it back then. But when all else fails, ask for samples. I mean, exactly. That, that's. <laughs> well, how, many, how much do you need? Well, we're going to be making some prototypes and stuff. We're going to have to really. I've okay. abused sample. <laughs> I've abused sample real bad. It's it, it, yeah. you. You can very easily abuse it. I mean, everything from, uh, you know, Sam's Club on a oh, Saturday yes. morning abuse because you're 
Like, you could afford that $41 membership for a year, but you couldn't afford to buy any ramen, but you knew Sam's Club had free samples. Yeah, <laughs> give sure. me some goddamn right? cheese. All, but all the way up <laughs> to, like, give me some, let me try that uh, vegetarian bacon. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. I, I smelled you across the parking lot. <laughs> right. I sniffed this out. I fucking scooped you it out. You owe me. It's like going to the, like, the, like a, um, my brother called it, um, uh, it's like a mall food court. <laughs> That's how big and gross Sam's Club is, but oh, they yeah. have food. It kind of is. It, you know, at certain yeah. specific areas, it's very well planned so out. This, anyway. So it's called 12K, and you undo it, and it's like, um, what does this mean? And we're trying to figure it out. Whatever, you can't. There was no internet back then. So you weren't, doing you weren't research. Hot, like, you weren't, like, dialed into ARPANET? No. So you're looking at this thing, and it's 12K, and someone tells you what it is. I'm going, I don't believe I do not believe this. I do not believe, and these individual strands you can barely see, oh. barely see, are all made individually through this. That's why carbon fiber is expensive, and it burns stuff out, and oil bath, and carbonite, just this big process, and you go, no wonder the crap's really expensive. Very it's a lot cheaper expensive. now. That was 100 bucks, $200 a square yard back then in the Holy 80s. Shit. That's what it was. That's how much it cost back then. So okay. now it's 25, 30 bucks a square yard. I, I got to hit you with a question. Yeah. Now you guys threw down the half pipe of doom. That that yeah. that thing has some serious transition. Oh, and it was a whole killer. lot of vert. Yeah, yeah. there's a there, lot of vert. One end you see is higher than the other yes, end. You, I'm sure you examined the picture. I sure in heck did. <laughs> now, a you had to have used a composite plywood of some sort. It was actually regular plywood, but we finished it with some composite materials that I had. Are you kidding no, me? No, no. You you realize <laughs> that that might be the first half pipe ever that I, had I, composite materials. I was like trying to like in. pinch yeah. and zoom in on it. I'm like, they're, they're, I'm looking for I'm colors. Sure that shit was I, I actually remember you know, where the joints come together and stuff. We would we'd scarf those down a little bit, and I think we'd put glass in there to make it smooth. Awesome. Because I that's what I did, and my friend awesome. George was like, let's do this, and so. Yeah, it was it was totally different. So the only thing I had to wonder to myself when I seen actually seen the picture of this ramp was like, okay, there's got to be a gleaming the cube black carbon fiber skateboard deck. Oh shit! Do, do you remember Gleam, gleaming the cube? Uh, no, I don't. Remember actually. that movie? Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh shit! There We're had to, have, to have a hanger movie night. Serious. The, the it was a Christian Slater movie that was fucking god awful, but it was um. Uh, who did the who did the skate the stunts in it, the skating stunts? Dude, there was everybody the fu- in there. Well, Tony, no, no, no. Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk was, was a pizza Alva, delivery guy. I mean, like everybody yeah. was in that. Movie. No, I know. I, no, I mean, it, no, I mean the. Um, God damn it. A soy. I mean, Mike Hinman would know this right now. He's gonna be screaming at me for skater, the fact. I'm, I'm like telling you, every single major skater had a cameo in that movie. But he, but this guy didn't have a cameo in it. He was the one when they showed shots. Of Christian Slater doing footwork, like over on the, it, like over it was pass. his legs and it was his legs and his his board, and I can't th- like I keep wanting to say Neil know. Hendricks, I'm, but it I'm wasn't Neil Hendricks. Blank right now, I'm drawing. He a was blank. a Flatlands guy. He was never really a vert guy. He was a Flatland guy. It's 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 god damn it. When I think of Flatman, <laughs> well, I gotta look at it and figure it out. I'm but, no, we out. we did play around with 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 composite skateboard decks and stuff, but. They were kind of expensive, and, wood, and now that's all kind of come full circle. They're right there, kind of most of them are wood now, still again. Yeah, they're, so they're plywood, like, so it didn't really work out. They I don't went think. right back to the old it, hard maple yeah. laminate decks. Now, yeah, I okay. have a, a skateboard at home. I freaking love this board. It's made by Sector 9, and it's like a, uh, 
uh, like a like a reverse leaf spring shape. It's bowed upward, okay. not downward. And it's made of several different layers. It's got like a maple is one of them. Fiberglass is one of them. Kevlar is another. Mm -hmm. And this thing is super spring loaded. I could stomp in the center of this board, make the bottom of the board touch the ground. <laughs> I've seen this board get run over by a car on Mission Beach. <laughs> and that thing flung through the air so <laughs> wildly. Yeah, after this, like rear wheels hit it, it literally sprung through the air, flipping wildly. I'm still riding the skateboard today. Now, no the kidding. He doesn't make that board. I'll just see this thing. I'll just see it anymore. Right on. It's the most comfortable riding skateboard. I could ride it down a dirt road. Yeah, but could you mm. ride it at great speeds to avenge your adopted brother's death like Christian Slater did? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was damn close. And I'll tell you what, I lived at the Kingman Station Apartments, and one of the worst wrecks I ever had in my life was leaving Mad Dogs with the never ending basket of fries at the top. Dude, I remember Mad Dogs. <laughs> never ending basket <laughs> yeah. of fries. Because I was like poor, dude. And I literally like sustained myself on their basket For a few of days. fries. Like, I'm, I abused a back to the free. I abused that shit. And I was headed back to my house, Kingman Station. I exited that board at probably 30 miles an hour. And it hit the oh, curb. Oh, shit. Dude, that thing sailed through the air. It was two days before I could even get out of bed. And I found that skateboard down underneath the billboard that's at the bottom of the <laughs> of El Travador <laughs> with a blunt nose. It made it through the handrail, tumbled. Holy shit. I was shit. like, man, I, I was working at Manpower, making it day by day. And I was like, man, I haven't been out of bed in two days. I peeled the sheets off of me and hobbled down oh. to the food bank. Oh. And I found the skateboard on the way back home and I crossed the tracks. I was like, dude, I got to find that board. I got to find that board. It doesn't even belong to me. It belongs to sector nine. Like it was on loan from sector. Oh nine. God. Wow. I was like, I got to find that thing. <laughs> Get it back to him. I just realized how you dated your, you dated this story by calling that place mad dogs. The place at the top of El Trovador Hill that says Nick's on 66, yeah. that's what it, it was called before, like way before that. I mean, this would before be. Before it was Nick's, yeah. Maybe 2000. So, 90, yeah, 2000, I'm gonna 2000, say, something. I'm going to say like 201. Yeah. When I was actually skateboarding actively, that was before this half pipe stuff. That's before the wood wide boards came out. Now, they, they, these plastic oh, you guys longer. Had the penny decks. Yeah, whatever, is that what they were called? These yeah. long plastic boards yeah. of some kind? Yeah. So, but in Texas, we it wasn't desert out here. Where this is, it's there's not a lot of grass around here. But going through our neighborhood, there was some very steep hills, and you would get rolling and rolling and rolling. And at some point, you know, you got to be really stable because you're gonna Hell start yeah. wobbling Speed and wobble. Yeah, is that, that's that's what they call that. Okay, yeah. fine. We discovered this and got all raspberry up a number of times. But then we figured out, okay, we're gonna really get rolling. And then we can just shoot off on Veer one side the where the grass is and just boom, <laughs> hit the curb and just launch yourself and roll in the grass. And everything's yes. fine. Everything's it's like, fine. It's like skimboard, but not as not <laughs> just, as forgiving. Hey, back to Sector 9. Like we had a homie in San Diego that we did go and stay with for weeks at a time, right? My boy Aaron Helen one time, we, 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 we latched onto one of their like epic boards that like never seen the light of day that was called the Whalecock. And the whale cock was like five feet long and it had like a foam deck to it. Yeah, dude, it, this board was for real, dude. This was like the sound barrier board and it had like a foam deck to it. And Aaron like latched on to the fucking whale cock and we went sailing on down. Latched on. I'm not even kidding you. We went, we were fucking bouncing down this mountain so fucking fast. I, I don't even know what the name of the road is. I'm going to have to get a hold of Ian. Ian like jumped out in his panel bus in front of us <laughs> to throw down the like hey i'm gonna help you break before you hit the, oh, yeah, the four I before you hit the four-way intersection 
Aaron was like, he started hula hooping so bad, man. Like the speed wobbles came so real. Like Ian warned us. He's like, hey, watch out for this man cover. Like we hit this hill all the time. Skip to the side of the man cover. If things get sketchy, I'll get in front of you with the van. I'll slow you. <laughs> Dude, he hit the man cover. He started hula hooping so vicious. I'm talking B-52 hula hooping. <laughs> Dude, sun went sailing through the like parked cars. I don't know how he made it through the parked cars. <laughs> through someone's driveway. Oh, straight did this Iron Man punch into the ground. He used his right hand as like the brakes. He like reached down and tried grabbing the earth. <laughs> the shit did not work out for him. Sailed through like three different hedges. That board went tumbling over a guy's house and landed in the backyard. Oh my god. Oh, the whale cock. Dude, the whale cock was so <laughs> legit. Like that, that there was no top speed on wow. the whale cock. So how what, no how far were the wheels? What, what was the what was I'm the I'm gonna uh, say the wheels are probably was about it a long board? sixteen five foot long. Five foot okay. at least. It so was I probably think a sixteen inch it. wide trunk. It's a wheelbase on this thing. So that's what it's built for speed then. I was oh, straight line speed. Oh, this thing was so fast and bare feet. Yeah, okay. And oh, bare Jesus. feet. It, it was a foam deck board. Where was it made? Or In San Diego. Okay, all right. Yeah, Sector 9. Dude, they, they made some like really fun stuff that we got to like sample and try out to like see if this is even a How did you get to do this? I feel like this is we not just, it, like, but that's like that's, that, that's just doing the... the that the, is a, the, baby, see a baby, baby version, baby version of, of, oh, of the Oh, I've seen those. Course, yeah. so, but imagine one that's about five feet. Like, it's probably like four and a half or four feet from oh, a wheelbase, it but it had noses over. Easy. We had that's to take the nuts, bus. Dude. We had to take the VW bus, my homie's bus, mm. just to even carry the board. <laughs> it was like so long and so big, and it was like kind of thick. It was like meant to be stable. In this, my mind, it's like the it, it was. I think it was Jackass three or two, where they had the gigantic skateboard. Yes, do you know what I'm talking about? Where Dude, the, the, I actually know the, people that the, have ridden that. It has like car wheels on it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's it's enormous, and it and actually like the trucks work. I think yes. they, I, they say independent on. I'm fairly certain they're not real independent trucks, Dude, but like the they, it still works. Like if you shift, if you get like it yes, turned it a little bit, like five or six people on one side, it'll turn to this side. And so where do they ride this thing in jacket? I didn't the, see this on the street. You like literally down need a big a hill, down street, a huge hill, a huge ass street. Yeah, and then they go into. I think they go into a park and. And they like they eventually ended in crashed. A park, yeah, yeah. So um, I've it, actually had people that have ridden that board. It was Rodney Mullen is who I was thinking that's of. That's who I thought. That's you were who did the about. footwork Rod, that when you Rodney see camera Mullen. work. But in that, yeah. I don't know if any of these names are going to ring a bell to you. Not to uh, me mainly. Uh, the tech advisors on that and in the film with Stacy Peralta the of Gleaming yeah, the Cube with Stacy Peralta in one of the original Z boys, right? Who gave birth to my uh, Santa Cruz mountain bikes? Did he really? Or, no, no, not really. Oh. Uh, yeah, Mike McGill, uh, uh, Gator, Rogowski, Rodney Mullen. Um, I didn't know this, though. The future lead singer of the Aquabats and creator of Yo Gabba Gabba, Christian Jacobs, is in no the movie. No way. I didn't know I that. just learned something right now. I fucking blew my mind. <laughs> I, I knew it was like all the names. Seriously, Paul, you would love... We need to watch Gleam of the Cube Fine. so you can see because it's cheesy. Well, watch ball. it right here, man. It yeah, is I have, I have somewhere packed away in... It's one of those DVDs you, I just can't get rid of because I don't ha really have hardly any CDs or DVDs anymore because I have everything stored on like a sure. couple different hard drives. But the, I have... Hastings used to sell those that I called them companion DVDs where you had one movie on one side and on the other side was another one. I have one that's 50 First Dates and Spanglish. Two wow. of my favorite movies, Adam Sandler Good movies. Combo. Just great Good fucking combo. movie. Right? Yeah. And so another one I have is Gleaming the Cube. 
and pump up the volume is one on one <laughs> no side. And way. those are two of my those favorite Those are really, that's, that's a really it's, good pair right there. It's a perfect pair, right? That's See, like, I, I think that you'd appreciate Gleaming the Cube because right. it's got everything from like a the Pizza Hut the, delivery. Well, the dude so like, the, he remember 24 hour photo mat. Sure. Oh, yeah. Labs and oh, yeah. Whatnot. Oh, yeah. And so, like, uh, a lot of the, like, just like the clothing being worn, or how about like, uh, we're, you know, a lot of us are our Reagan youth. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were at the end of the Cold War. They hang out in a bomb shelter that's like in the <laughs> oh, backyard. Yeah. Christian Slater's room is a bomb shelter yeah, in the backyard. It's like a big All giant right. concrete pipe, you know, that they buried in the backyard and put oh, like yeah. a little ladder down inside. But like, of it. not only this, Paul, it, he'll love the opening scene. Where they're flying over wherever they are in the valley yeah. or something, they're flying. They get they talk some pilot into flying over looking for pools that don't have water in them. Empty okay, pools, to go so they go play and go and That's play. That's a good way to do go that. Skate. Sure, and go skate. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's it's funny because of all those guys that are in it. That, and like, there's no all of the names. Yeah, all the names that are in it. Those dudes at either at that point in time or within the next five years all had skateboards named after them, clothing lines, major, major, big Blew time up. guys. Yeah, and Tony Hawk is the he's the he's sure. the pizza delivery guy. Dude, friends. Tony's so young. He looks so funny. He's, he he's really got the does. flock of seagulls hair. What, what year did this come out then? 86, maybe. I was going to say 85. So, Ed, with your new... Uh, oh, 89, actually. It was is it 80, that, is that old? Yeah, I mean, January of 89. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, January of 89. Wow. That, yeah, Gleaming the Cube is just... A, it's just an 80s classic, but only if you fell right into those perfect lines yeah. to where you would have seen it like that and... Pump up the volume. You've ever seen 89? that? Yeah, pump up the yeah. volume. Yes, really. Pump 89? up the volume came out the same year too. Yeah, wow. yeah. That that that's be older. Pump up the volume, man. Come on, Christian Slater, Samantha Mathis. Um, yeah, good stuff. Oh God. Well, yeah, good she stuff. is topless in that movie. Yeah. That was like I was like, oh, I definitely like those. I was so like with your business now, though, in theory, because you come out here before for a couple of different movies, but a lot of your work schedule was kind of screwy and everything. So maybe with your new business, you could come out here more to watch movie nights and oh stuff absolutely yeah. you might have to leave and be like oh, i have to go be superman and save or maybe the day. get a bunch of people to bring bicycles out here and you could service them out here and then we can watch a movie that's a great idea Something too like we, we, kinda, we could have a bicycle night what's a bicycle would, movie that you could watch oh 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 what's the one what's the one from like 1979 1980 dude one um, of the uh, first the quarry the quarry kids the fucking it's quicksilver no not quicksilver. it's one of the best bicycle movies you're now you're talking about the one with dennis where Quaid, kevin Den- bacon I think Kevin Bacon's in the movie. He's going to race his 10-speed as like Schwinn Varsity or some shit. That's what I had. a gas station. (laughs) No, not that one. That's not the one I'm thinking of. The one I'm thinking of has Dennis Quaid. It takes place in in Indiana. There's a little tiny short kid in it. There's a, there's a, God damn it. comes the phone. Their team name was the Cutters. (laughs) Yes. Because their their dad were like the working class youth and like the one... The, the the one kid was like, uh, I feel like, I think it was uh, Charlie from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I think that's who played like the main character. He was the one that he Gosh, idolized. The, he idolized the the um, the Italian team. And he learned how to speak Breaking Italian. Away. Breaking away. Breaking yes. away. Yes. Now I know Christ. this movie. Yes. I'm like that movie came out before yes. I was born, and you guys are the old dudes. You should remember Sorry. this shit. Like what the fuck. That Breaking is who a else? really great movie. Who is the main character? Is that the one they would draft behind actor? trucks and stuff? Yeah, like, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember this. Yes. 1979. Yeah. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> that is a great movie. What is the that one guy's... that got me, though, was Quicksilver, where they were all like bicycle messengers. 
I'm trying to remember. I don't think I ever that saw Latino that movie. Lover chick that was in there. She was in all kinds of 80 movies. And what, what's her name? And sassy. I don't remember her name. I'm horrible with names. But like the movie starts off with them doing like all kinds of badass, like freestyle circus, quote unquote circus tricks on their fixed gear messenger style oh, bike. Oh, shit. Hmm. Yeah, it was almost like a footloose version of like riding a bike and shit. Okay. I really, really dug that movie when I was a kid. I was like, oh shit, check it out. They're riding no-handed wheelies on 10 speeds. Okay, that's... We need to step up our game, boys. I I actually saw, there was, it reminded me a little bit of, there was someone posted a YouTube clip or a video that was really old, like on the Ed Sullivan show or something of this... Oh, Asian, the little Asian, Asian, Asian chick, and yes. all gold. This is like a yeah, a long. Dude. I'm going, holy crap! Yes. What year was that? Like the, the 50s? That was the like 50s. 60, early 60s, then or something like that. And I went, wow. And now I wonder if some someone in Southern California also kind of saw that too and went, hey, wait a minute now. It all what came from like says. circus stuff. Yeah, it had to. That sure, kind of what it was. Yeah, but that was insane. When I saw that, I went, yeah, that's forerunning of this stuff. That looks like fun. <laughs> um, oh man, I remember getting get, uh, the, the replacement bike that I got was a some sort of Walmart huffy after that guy, that that, the, that uh, dyno got stolen from me, <clears throat> and uh, I remember getting yeah, I getting getting pegs on the back end and trying to do stunts and shit and just fucking myself up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, like I if I took a, like one more peg to the kidney, I'm fairly certain I would have had just full on kidney failure. Like, yeah. I, cause I used to just try and do all sorts of dumb shit to taco the wheels all the time. And, and just like, I think at one point in time, my stepdad was replacing either replacing the tube. Cause this was pre slime days, or at least I didn't, nobody knew about slime if, if they had it, but like there we get the, the, um, like sampers or little bullheads and stuff yeah, in there sure. and it would destroy it too. I would be oh, able to ride for instantly. five minutes and then he'd be like, all right, time to change it out again. So obviously I'm older than you, but what we used to do, we, we would build wooden, large wooden ramps and jump them in the street. That would be the big. Oh yeah. Oh, evil, oh yeah. Evil more, all the way. But, like, the, but then there were trails, but what I had was just a, I had my Schwinn varsity. I would jump on occasion, which was insane. But <laughs> what's but a Schwinn varsity? I'm trying to think what a Schwinn varsity like a looks like. It's like a 10 speed bike. Uh, you know, but the like fuck the with shifters, the curves, the curves, the curves. Yes. Yes. Yes, and you, but you turn the handlebars around so they're well, you can fuck, up cruising, turn, spin them around. Oh, yeah, of course. Man. Yeah. Hey, what's the name of the documentary about the the mountain guys that started mountain biking up in Northern California? Oh, that was a cool. It was uh, a cool the video. One they had on Crowd Night. Yeah, yeah, was on, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you had that because it's on Amazon Prime right now. But they had a handful of bikes Clunkers. that looked like that. What is it? Clunkers. Clunkers. Yeah, Clunk, right. they had a handful of bikes that did that. They had the curved. Yep. 10 speed handlebars like the I don't some know what those guys are called. would roll them up and then and bend then bend them out. them out yeah I'm like yeah, these guys so are going 40 like miles this. an hour down these dirt roads with no like, suspension yeah, of course in yeah. their husky jeans and, yeah. yeah sir in their husky <laughs> jeans yeah no yeah, shit with, and, on the knees and their balls are clanking as they're dragging behind <laughs> Jesus and we would go on we had these uh, trails anyway, too there was in the neighborhood yeah. as well and I would have that bike I had this banana seat bike of some kind that's would go Hauling ass these trails with no speed on those ones. It, it was not ten speed road bike. It was just crazy. Back when we were made of rubber and could take a hit and, oh and not. That's that's yeah. That's the thing is like, Ed. How often do you wreck on on your bike? Like how often do you just biff it and you're like fuck, like because you ride a lot. Ah, often. Often. Still. Would you say once a month. Oh, easily. At least. Yeah. Like, what are you? Forty two. I'm forty. I'm only forty. Forty. I'm sorry. It's okay. 
And anyway. I, I don't want to do this to Rick because that's also why when I was not even that old, when that half pipe thing was, I played around a little bit. I went, no. And I was flying a lot. Then I thought, I'm going to break something on this. And then you won't be able to and fly. And I won't be able to fly. Right. Yeah, chances are very high. <laughs> yes. And I went, because I saw people doing this, having bad wrecks at our place, which my friend also reminded me too, because he, he made a post on, the, on, our, on our Cartoon Casual Facebook page. He goes, yeah, because I forgot how we got rid of it. And then he reminded me, we ended up burning it. Because it got so, it was getting out of control. It was there for a while, and we had we had to get rid of it. It There was liability and stuff, and it was just it was getting out of control. As they get rained on, they start to like shift and move and swell, and like the seams aren't as beautiful. And yeah, so so we ended up torching the damn thing, just getting rid of it. Yeah, that's what it was. Wow, wow, (laughs) that's um. I'd at least like put it at the end of a boat launch, like at an angle on a hill. And <laughs> That's like, what I was gonna. I, and we're I gonna a, launch into the water a few times. It was here. big. Though. We're gonna take it a break. It was huge. That was a huge, huge <laughs> ramp. Half pipe. It was big. We're gonna take a, a break, and I will tell you a story about doing that at Lake Mojave. So I have lots of fond memories, like jumping. <laughs> we have. Uh, we will be back here in a few.
We are we are back <laughs> in the here hold my beer segment. The 99th episode. 99th episode with, with Ed, Ed, Ed Man. Man. I'm so proud of you. The man. We're promoting his uh, his business. Spokesman. Spokesman. Going to come to your place, fix your bike up for you. I could twist your nipples. He can just <laughs> tighten your spokes up a little bit. That's yep. right. True you out. So we were... <laughs> true you out. Uh, so we were talking about uh, dumb shit we did on bikes and uh, Lake Princess Cove, Lake Mojave. Lake jumping comes up. Lake jumping. It's so stupid. It was probably one of the more dangerous activities I've ever been a part of. But it's safe. Ish. It is reasonably it's, it's safe. Dangerous, it's dangerous, but it's kind of safe. Right. Yeah. It's pre-foam pit. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. no shit. That that's like a, kind of what led us to the foam pit. I didn't even think about that. It is definitely pre foam pit. So you the for those of you that don't know, uh, Princess Cove is a cove on Lake Mojave on the Arizona side, and uh, the cove itself is which is formed is, by the Colorado River. For those of you formed that by really the Colorado River, which the canyon was formed by uh, glacial action and uh, 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 no, <laughs> Jesus, we're not going to get, get into the geology. Five thousand years ago? Yeah. Oh, six. I think it was seven thousand okay. years ago. I think is like the is what the <laughs> creationist museum told me is when God and Jesus created Lake Mojave and uh, the Winchester repeating rifle. That was just before I was doing dinosaur jumping. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Fred Flintstone it, did it. You had Fred Flintstone did it. He slide down the back That's of that thing. Right. Captain Caveman did <laughs> it. Brontosaurus burgers. <laughs> Jesus did it for everybody. <laughs> did you ever see the Fred Flintstone the the episode? I'm sure you really didn't watch. Did you watch the Flintstones? Uh, not in broadcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw reruns where I, I believe it was Fred and Barney, and they're standing there, and there's a little little creek, and there's a little sign. And it says Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. And they yeah. said, I've seen a said, still of that. So I understand someday it's going to be really big. That same show was sponsored by Winston Cigarettes. Oh, I've, uh, have you ever I've seen actually one? showed my wife that. Yeah, they're, they're, all those old commercials are oh, available hold on, on YouTube. Oh, hold on, Fred. Let's go ahead and take a Winston cigarette break. Yeah, wait, the cartoons wait, were actually smoking. You know, you know Fred. That, that was black and white action. Like nine out of ten, nine out of ten doctors prefer yeah, Winston doctors. cigarettes. The doctors prefer Winston's. <laughs> oh, oh, crap. Have, have you guys ever heard the weird fan theory that uh, the, the Flintstones were actually the bottom-dwelling folks in the future? That they're the ones that are on Earth. And it's post-apocalyptic Earth, oh, and, the, and Jetsons the Jetsons are, are the ones that are up in the clouds. No, I, I but have they're the same. Heard, yeah, I have. Yeah, kind of heard. I, I, I That's like it. Some weed. I'm fairly certain weed influenced, and then the uh, hive mind of the internet kind of shooken up together. Okay. Now, but anyway. now I, I think they got a little something there to stand on. There, there could be, but I don't know they if really uh, Hannah and or Barbara is still around. They, they produced both of those, isn't that correct? They yeah, absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact. Uh, Kings Island, Cincinnati, excuse me, Kings Mills, just north of Cincinnati. Uh, Kings Island's owned by, uh, is now owned by Paramount, but uh, they had Hanna-Barbera Land. It was an amusement park that I grew up going to. Um, and they had Hanna-Barbera Land that was all of those. I mean, Grape Ape, Captain Caveman, the oh, Jetsons. I'm there. It was there. It was really, really cool. Yeah, I want to hang out. Uh, it, and it's it's weird because it's still, like, I went there in 2010, It's still there just 10, as it I think, was. 2008. It is still there. That's also they had a Nickelodeon uh, slime factory, like a Nick, Nickelodeon area. Yeah. Also had the Top Gun roller coaster, which was one of the first suspended roller coasters. Oh yeah. And it was yeah, supposed yeah. to simulate uh, being yes. like in a fighter jet. Yeah. Yes. It was pretty cool. I, I vaguely remember the Top Gun ride. Yeah, Top Gun was fucking 
Yeah, they're a bunch of bitches. male models playing volleyball. Yeah, yeah. they had oh, like yeah. a whole thing. I got touched there, you know. Like I just like, uh, you know, molested a little bit. Everybody wears aviators. That's cool. yeah. that was the, the, the theory that Tom Kenny had, Loggins was there. He t- actually <laughs> was a guy taking tickets for the ride because he didn't do anything else. Poor Kenny Loggins. The, the theory with Top Gun is all, it's like a gay movie in actuality. It, it was a recruitment video for either uh, uh, gay bars yes. or the Navy or both. Gay Navy. The Gavy. Yes. <laughs> the gaby. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Any my stepdad ever figures out how to use a podcast app, you'll be pissed. Yeah, my dad will be mad. <laughs> uh, so I've had a number he, of people in my flying club that are older than myself that have come in here and they see the microphones and they, well, what's this? Well, you know, it's a podcast, and none of them know what that is. And then they ask what radio station it's on and when can they tune in and listen to it. Mm. Oh, excellent! And I just say it's it's just it's on the internet. You you can listen to it whenever you want. It's for whale songs only. <laughs> yes. Podcast. So I just usually I'm kind of busy and I just go. I just I'll tell you later. You know I'll let you figure it out. And they they assume I'm talking about aviation only, and because all the stuff. No, it's, no, no. It's just it's a buddy of mine and I. We do this. It's any topic goes. We have fun. Sometimes aviation and so they think. Well, if it's political, you know, we can talk about. No, we try to avoid that. No, oh no. Unless we're just laughing at everything and everybody because it's that crazy right now. Yeah, that's a finger pointing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. No, we're there, gonna steer clear of that one. I feel like we've shifted from finger pointed to finger banging when it comes to fucking Washington D.C. these days. Yeah. It's really it's it's mildly annoying. And on a different note, we're going to go back. We're going to backtrack. There we go. Princess Cove, really, really steep ramp. Yes, it's probably sir. 150 yards long from the at top. At least. You would never start it's at the top. Paved, if you want. It's, it's, it's paved and it's smooth. I was going to say, is it rocky or not? Or no, it's smooth. It's, it's, it's maintained. Yeah. It's asphalt. It's oh. like, like newer. It's the nice. Top of not it that many people asphalt. use it. Right. And then when I was doing it, when I was doing that, it was like, shit, that was, it was brand spanking new. It was like 98, 97, 98, uh, 98, 99. But yeah, there's a so you have the ramp that goes all the way down to the water, probably at a at like you said eight percent, if least. not a ten percent grade. Like it was really bad. Yes. And then it goes. There's a wooden dock that goes out on the water, and if you get down there where there's no nobody, you know, doing anything, uh, then you put a ramp at the end of the dock, and you get up there. It's for bike, bicycles only. For bicycles. Yeah. Um, I had heard of somebody who said that they were going to try and do it with a skateboard, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. I don't think so. I, I don't see. I would love to have seen that. Has anybody tried to build a better transition when it changes direction? So that's something I, off air. I was I was starting to say that is that um, at one point one of the guys that was in our group had wandered off like into the sticks because you know there's you know it's like canyons on either side and yeah. he was looking for pieces of wood to put in there just to just to bridge that little gap because there is a gap where the uh, the dock uh, the dock meets the um, uh, the ramp, yeah, like the, the asphalt ramp and the pavement. And that was actually kind of a bitch. A couple people kind of biffed it and fucked up them, fucked themselves up and ended up in the, you know, ended up in two feet of water. The height of the water really makes a difference. Yes. Like where the lake was at, you know? Uh, it, God, it's so stupid. And, you know, of course, you then you get Nate who was being completely stupid. And he was getting Nate. He was turned, he was Nate. That's what Is Nate, Nate still around. Nate's still around. Do you remember that uh, concert back in May? The UOB guys, like there was a oh yeah yeah yeah. Huge, he's one of the, he's, he's one the, of those guys. Yeah, he's one of, yeah, he's, okay. one of the, he's the guitar the lead okay. guitarist. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, still just batshit crazy. Although I convinced him to do a backflip off of the stage at Blackbridge because he did a backflip at um, uh, graduation. He was known for just doing a backflip like out of nowhere. He did a backflip at graduation. I'm like, hey man, you're like 37. Can you still do a backflip? He's like, I haven't tried in several years. I'm like, do one off the stage. He's like, I'm not doing that. I'll hurt myself. 
10 beers later, he's like, I'm going to do a backflip. And, and he did it. And it was so funny. Cause you could tell like, as, as soon as he landed, he stuck the landing. He's like, yeah, I did it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking vertebrae in my back popped just now. And I was like, Stop. how's that? <laughs> yeah. So then I saw him the next day before he left town. He's like, I've been popping ibuprofen about every two hours. My back is killing me. I'm like, yeah, you stuck the landing, bro. It's fine. Yeah, Don't worry yeah. about it. Anyway, Nate was a, the crazy one that would do anything. If you're like, hey, Nate, you should be, be, be. slam that beer, break that beer bottle on your head. He was that Just guy. Just imagine if. Yeah. Right. Hmm, wonder if it's a good idea to do this. Hey, Nate, you want to try that? He's like, well, I'll do it. And then he, and then he would do stupid shit but he was the one that went all the way to the top so it was like jackass went out. it was yeah. like jackass he was like a live we just called it Saturday like it wasn't <laughs> that's why we all love that's why when the CKY movies came out like we could all, relate we, I absolutely could relate I'm like, like yeah oh look fresh ideas shit we ain't <laughs> tried yet this shit this is what happens when you have money and bad ideas yeah. we just had bad ideas and sometimes we had fuel cards take mm-hmm. notes like, <laughs> take notes what exactly what size is that they're using on that <laughs> exactly notes. that's exactly it so much fun, and now I kind of want to go and do it, but then I'm like, ah, that's how you things turn. That's start how you, hurting more. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like I, I, I could tear a rotator cuff and then be sidelined for six months. Yeah, it's how you get an unwanted like, vacation. Yeah, it, there's even a difference yeah. now with my with my youngest employee. He's probably 24 years old out here, and he just jumps up and down off the trailer and off the stuff and just bounding around all the uh, place. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to do that. No yeah. jumping. Yeah. yeah. Bad for oh, your knees. I know, yeah. but he's young, he's kind of rubber right now, rubber a lot more than I am, and you and everybody else here, and, even though you're younger than me. But yeah, still, but it's still, like... Well, I'm still... I'm and I'm fat, say. though, but I also made a lot of bad decisions when I was younger about... Like, I'm sure I hurt both of my knees to the point where I probably should have gotten surgery, and I just manned up, quote-unquote, and then iced it down and just took ibuprofen and it. just dealt with it. And now I'm really having to deal with it because yes. every once in a while I have to I go up like six or seven steps to get into my house. And every once in a while, cold mornings, I'm just like, Oh fuck. I remember when I hurt that knee. Like I remember exactly what I was doing. When I hurt my left knee. I'm like, yeah, ah, I fucking, I absolutely know the time yes. that caused this I, 20 years ago. I really want some biomechanic replacement, really good stuff. That's easy to do. That's what I want to do. They, they make that stuff. I know them to figure out tendons and shit. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing stuff right there. That's what I need them to figure out. Oh, I, yeah. I, re- I mean, if you have enough money uh, and the stem cell stuff is starting to come down in price, it really is. You just can't really get it done. I mean, you can get saying, it done on the people slide. Talk, Joe Rogan talked about it too. And what, where do you have this done? South America is the closest uh, I, to us. I, Mexico. Go, I know that they yeah. have they have clinics. Okay. There's clinics in Nogales and there's clinics in uh, right. in uh, Tijuana as well. I know it's sound, people that sounds have had shady, it say it works. Like, it yeah. freaking works. No, it absolutely works. I had a, like when I first got into mountain biking here, one of my older mentors that like really got me into it. He had like a really serious heart issue, right? And he was on some experimental program. And they're like, all right, behave yourself. You know, you got to eat this. You got to do this. You got to do right. He flew down to, I think, Brazil, got uh, some treatment done, came back up here, had, uh, you know, met with his doctor. He's like, I'm looking over your labs here. And you're like, you're making a, this is an astounding recovery. Like, <laughs> like he bounced back amazingly. Like, I can't believe, like, what are you doing? What are you eating? He's like, oh, nothing, doc, whatever. He didn't even come clean with his own no, doc in the States? No, absolutely not, because he didn't want to tell his doc, the doctor uh, in uh, He might uh, freak South out and not even treat him, him anymore or something. Exactly right. Oh. He told him, do not tell your doctor at home. He may stop treating you. So Shit. then, uh, you know, six months later goes by, he gets a treatment done in Mexico somewhere, Mexico City, I think. 
and he finally divulged to his doctor here what was going on. He's like, again, your numbers are better than what they should be. What the what is going on? Like, seriously, if I'm, we're going to continue this, you know, you, you really need to fill me in. He's like, hey, I'll tell you, I went and had like a little something, something done in South America. And he's like, holy shit. I've now got documented proof with my own two eyes mm-hmm. watching you progress through this. And like, basically what it was saying to me is that his doctor is like really not doing shit really isn't doing anything well, abiding by, so that's limited. why it's shocking they're, to him they're that limited. something happened because what he could do is so limited yep. that it really doesn't accumulate to a whole lot of you know tangible evidence Yeah, nothing really comes out of it and, and nothing really comes yeah. out of it so flying down to south america and having like some stem cell treatments actually became a like tangible evidence that an an american doctor could see could could equivocate oh man this is actually doing something far supersedes my treatment what i'm doing is like really doesn't accumulate to mint much i'm supposed to be hopefully just sustaining him i'm not even looking for any gains i'm just trying to keep like dude at this This level was actually making gain yeah and he was making gains like doing better and he like came back and started riding mountain bikes and stuff and i'm like doug you're you're an animal like your color's better what are you doing he's like I'll just tell you flat Was it stem cell stuff or something else? Yeah, stem cell stuff. Remember when Rogan was talking about, this is maybe six months or eight months ago, there's some blood treatment that one of his MMA whatever guys does, and they take, I don't know, if it's someone else's younger blood and they plasma, I don't know, there's something weird. Yeah, like a plasma base. Yeah, and they swap blood out or something. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that one. And and, and it's supposedly, this guy swears by it. He goes, it has changed my life entirely. Yeah, I think that's plasma based. Is that what it, okay. Okay. There's something with that. I just know Rogan talked about uh, getting stem cells uh, shot into his shoulder, and it was, he instead of having a recovery time of six to nine months, it was within two weeks, his shoulder didn't hurt anymore, and he had full strength back and he's never had any problems in since mexico or brazil or something ago. South yeah America. it was mexico it's yeah. real and how yeah. long does that take probably dan, probably doesn't take but minutes to do minutes or less the, dan blazarian says that the the jet flight from las vegas to where he gets his done in mexico mm-hmm. the flight takes longer than the paperwork that it takes to fill out to get it done and then the procedure the paperwork and the procedure just get, are, are 15, just 15 20 minutes yeah. yeah and it's expensive you know mm-hmm. it's a, it, it is expensive but also, so is carrying health insurance. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so is paying your copay every time you go to a physical therapist repeated for six to nine months. Visits. Yeah. Repeated doctor visits. All that, the checkups, this, the, the your specialist surgery and all that shit. Because they were talking about doing surgery on, time uh, on Rogan. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, yeah, exactly. So, like, it's like, how much are you willing to pay for your time? Mm-hmm. If yeah. you've got the money to pay for it, you should do it. If if somebody dropped, I don't even know. I I kind of wonder how much it costs because like I can tell you right now, I would because I you know I'm buying that uh, uh, pizza lava dome, start riding yeah. again and start and get less yeah. fat. But I can tell you, riding the Hanzo last year, I was sidelined for probably three or four hours after riding every time because my fucking knee hurts so bad. Like it hurt to get up out of my lazy boy chair to where I. That's instead what it of, does. That's when it hits you after like post ride, you go, you chill down, you throw down, cross your legs or whatever. You're like, I'm going to stretch this hip out a little bit, switch legs. I'm going to stretch that out a little bit, put the legs out nice and flat, like really stretch them out, cross your 
you know, crush your ankles together. And then you're like sitting there for a few minutes. You're like, oh man, I feel so good. I went out and worked it. <laughs> Those endorphins sit, burn off. I'm going to sit still for just a second. Everything like hardens. It's like wax, dude. Like you just <laughs> yep. poured a bunch of wax on the ground and everything exactly hardens. And then is. you go to get up and you're like, oh, oh, oh. And yeah, you could just nuts. feel each and every single movement that every muscle makes. Every single fiber hurts. Yes. And then it was on fire. Like I remember waking up in the middle of the night after the, that first time. Because Paul can tell you, I went a little batshit crazy. Oh, I crazy. got a couple. I got a couple things. Ed, I went too hard today. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I rode all the My stuff's path. on fire. What do you do when your stuff's on fire? Like, just I mean, you're st- ride it out. Your stuff or your yeah, I'm like, stuff? I'm like, or... stuff or stuffs? Stuffs. <laughs> it was just, it was mostly the one knee, it, it really. But I did, I'll tell you, the first time I slept like nine or ten solid hours without waking up was that first day that I was like, all right, strap on the helmet, got some water. We're gonna ride, and I just kept riding. And I was enjoying it because I forgot how much fun I like, how much fun it is to ride a bike. And I rode the bike path all the way out to Northern and back. And I'm like, "All right, that's like three miles, maybe four miles." It, it was like somewhere that. like the first, you know, towards the end of the first week. You were like, "Hey, okay, my, I, I put out the fire on my stuffs." And I, I'm actually like kind of starting to enjoy this. Yeah. And instead of <laughs> feeling where else like, should I go ride this thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like everywhere, dude, everywhere. Yeah. So that'll, that'll make a com a uh, comeback. And hopefully I won't have to call you from the side of the road and be like, Ed, I tried to take, uh, this, uh, bike off some sweet jumps. And, um, can you meet me at the ER? I'm, <laughs> I'm having my, I'm having my arm bone reset, but I also need you to fix my rims. Can, can you meet me at Taco Bell? But <laughs> Joe, why are you at Taco Bell? Um, because it's close. Close to what? Close to the ER. The ER. <laughs> or you'll get a text from from Dre going, his wife, your wife, yeah, yeah your wife would be like, the misses. Yeah, the misses. The misses will be like, um, Joe. Joe broke his butthole. Like he's he's all, he's all blown out. He's got a seat sticking out of his ass, and we're trying to extricate it. Can you come down here and maybe fix the seat after we pull it out? So, so you got to tell us how to get the seat off of the post. How do you, all we got right now is post. All we can see is post. We <laughs> all we have is post. We're thinking maybe if we just jam some room air oxygen into his mouth, and it'll pop out, out the other, just like yeah. like just, a pop right out the other. So ridiculous. So we have, speaking of health stuff, though, in the, our state, and I'm not going to get on this boring topic, but everybody's mad about it. We have one of the worst states for health insurance in this country because I believe, I think Jan Brewer told Obama to go shove it when it came she to the did. American Health Care Act or something she like that. Did. So we have the worst uh, state there is in the nation. For what? For prices and getting screwed by health insurance. Yes. Oh, rising for, costs and for stuff. For pricing. Because yeah. we're yes. home of the snowbird. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one yeah. place that we could really get a lot of taxation going on. Yeah. So we're visiting there. There's a lot of, yeah, because you, you have anywhere where you have a shitload of old people. We also have, because it's Arizona, we have a, a, like really, really like skyrocketing rates, like five, six times the national average of skin cancer. Right. Which is one of the more expensive, as you know, you're, you're, you have skin. Melanoma is real. So expensive. It's expensive to treat because you have to keep doing it. It's almost like diabetes. Like it's a maintenance thing. And and, and that is true. And I've usually paid cash for my different treatments I've had and that kind of crap. But because I can do that. But but what I'm saying is that we opted out. Arizona opted out of the of the Affordable Health Care Act crap, which wasn't the best solution either. But we did the pool small. Keep the pool real small. Yeah. So that's why we're also screwed. More people need to ride bikes. 
They do. I didn't want to give that was a that's a slight deviation talking about yeah health and then stem cells that'd be kind of cool might be kind of worth checking out see I how, much, how much does it actually and, cost you know yeah like you no said. I'm gonna look into it yeah I wonder yeah I guarantee you, I know somebody who knows is Kevin Perry oh yeah he's probably looked into it he's one of those guys he you know he's just he's just that guy I didn't know he was that guy anyway. I, I was told like a long 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 time ago like beyond two thousand before the two thousands in the I year was told 2000. like hey you need to find your oldest <laughs> if you have a baby book from when you were a kid you need to find your baby book you need your oldest example of your DNA because in the coming years they're going to be able to synthesize that and they're going to be able to make stem cell like cells that you're from your be, stuff from yeah. your own stuff which is how they make stems i mean the really expensive stem cell treatments are taking your red blood cells and and making and and filtering out clarifying yeah them. clarifying and doing that and making your own like taking your own stem cells and putting it in in your body there's other tr- the cheaper treatment is to just get stem, uh, like off the shelf uh, not off the shelf from stem someone stuff. else yeah, b- yeah. Blend, blended up fetuses or something yeah, like that absolutely. i don't i don't know what it is but it's from yeah it's from other up with the Basomatic. I uh, went on a crazy yeah. <laughs> search through time to find my baby book just so that I could have my first haircut. I literally it. could drive to my mom's house right now and show and find it. And there's there's a handful of teeth. There's hair. Hell, yes. I could I could fucking my first tooth my clone first my brothers haircut. if I wanted I'm to. I'm not sure if I could find bits of me. It took like me that. 25 years to find myself. <laughs> to find my baby, <laughs> my baby book. I'm still Ed. trying to find myself. Ask Joe. Uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a struggle every day, every day. We're all become uh, pallbearers. That's the joke. <laughs> that, that is yeah, pallbearers. <laughs> he's not heavy. He's my brother. Except he's Paul. He's not my brother, and he is fucking heavy. Like that's, <laughs> that's revolve and pallbearers over the years. It, the thing came up. There was a friend of ours that passed away, and uh, and we we're trying to figure out. Our group was trying to figure out who's going to be Paul Bears, and I just walked into this conversation. I said, "What are we talking about?" We're tr- and someone said, "We're trying to figure out who's going to be Paul Bears." And my friend George says, "In this group, Paul, we've all been Paul Bears around you for the last twenty years or whatever it was." It was kind of he funny. told me this story. I'd known him for maybe <laughs> well, three months, and now that I've known him for like five, six years, and like, yeah, now I kind of get I it. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. And he's had my phone number the entire That's time. Fully like, absorbed. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, all right, uh, there you go. Spokesman. Gonna let's, wrap it up. Let's wrap this up. Spokesman. We could go all day. We, all, we could go all day. There uh, are so many fun topics about material science, space travel. Shenanigans. <laughs> Lake Shenanigans. Jumping. Yes. Chicanery. As <laughs> it was chicanery. As chicanery. It would be. <laughs> no, more, no more chicanery. But the street. Spokesman, that's the name of your business. That is M-A-N-N, that's your last name. Double N. I'm it, so manly. I deserve two ends. That's exactly right. Shit, this yeah. fucking guy. He's he's right though. He's definitely one of the more manly people I know because you can, you could do anything. Have you ever killed anything with your bare hands before? I actually have. Yeah. I'm not really proud about some of my murders in the past, but I I did attempt to eat my murders. That's good. So I'm. Um, like basic stuff like frogs, fish. Okay, fair. Uh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Know, sure. You know, stuff like that. Not, I was like, not hey, humans, not dogs, not cats. Okay, not, yeah. Not anything big. You know, mostly like smaller things. No more whatever. No more a ballyhoo. Like, no, no more ballyhoo. No, what, what does he say? And then what does the other word he throws out there? I this, don't recall. Oh my God. No more tomfoolery that's what it is just tomfoolery no more tomfoolery no more you can't let it go every time that's uh what no i can't remember that guy's name 
George, oh, he George passed away not too long ago, yeah. right? Yeah, George, not George. This was in uh, in the uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Remember when uh, all the, he's going to this oh, the, the yeah. psychotherapist and he the, says the first guy he goes to he's like talking to him and he's like do you find it hard to conceal the fact that you're a homosexual and he was like what 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 I'm not a homosexual he goes yeah it's okay not to conceal you put from the rough put put from, 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 from the rough. he gets so upset he's like no more tomfoolery no more ballyhoo. no more ballyhoo I, I forced my son to watch that movie I did put from the rough it's one of the best movies it of all is time so good I watched it I've been I watch it two or three times a year. It's worth it. Do you know oh, what yeah. I watched last night that I, I I cannot believe that I forgot all about it? Somebody made a comment about The Mummy, which I've never seen any of The Mummy movies, still to this day. Okay. But Brendan Fraser reminded me one of my favorite movies from the 90s. is Encino, with Encino Man. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. No, With But honor. that's not it. With Honors. Do you remember, okay. you remember yeah. that one? Yes, Where sir. he plays a Harvard student that breaks his leg. Joe Pesci's a bum. One of the like Joe Pesci should have been. She should have won that, an Academy that was a Award feel for good that. Movie. It's a yeah. great fucking movie. Good soundtrack. Tons of Madonna. Yeah. Uh, right. But it. I touched myself when he. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he. Uh, he uh, what's the what's his face? Uh, uh, Joe Pesci's character audits a class in uh, in at Harvard with Brendan Fraser. Right? They go into this, and the the professor is Gore Vidal. But Gore Vidal, oh, as a, his okay, his yeah. character as a professor, as Gore Vidal, is super super conservative, completely the opposite oh, oh, of what so he they, was in real life, and he funny. plays it up. And he's like, "And what is the genius of the Constitution?" He's talking to these people, and these people are like, "Oh, you know, da, da, well, can the president? Uh, uh, he, how is it? What's the difference between our president and an elected king?" And da da da. And then uh, he Gore Vidal eventually ends up insulting uh, Joe Pesci's character. He called him a bomb, and he's like, "You're just looking for alcoholic bliss." You're just You're wheezing society. the juice. Reason the juice. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Brendan Fraser's in the background with a Harvard sweater on, munching on a frog. Oh, yeah. That is not, not, none of that happens. By the way, Brendan Fraser has uh, a cameo in, in the army now as, what's the Encino man? Like, what was his, I forget his name, what the, his oh, name was, the character's name. But he has uh, a he has a cameo in, in the army jokes. now, the, the uh, Pauly Shore movie. I'm going to have to watch that. He's in the tent when they first get over into the desert. Right when they're first over in the shit, in the first, the first scene they're in the tent. Uh, he he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there, and they're like, "Oh my god, he's there." Okay, anyway, so Joe Pesci gets up and he, da, 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 he goes, "Where's the door?" Or "Where's the door at?" And Gore Vidal goes, "Here at Harvard, we don't end our sentences and prepositions." Joe Pesci goes, "Okay, where's the door at, asshole?" And everybody starts laughing, <laughs> and and then he reams his ass as the genius of the Constitution is that it can be amended. Our, you know, the president's not elected. Da, 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 da. Get all this applause, goes and walks out. Boom, end of scene. One of my favorite scenes in any movie ever. All and right. Joe Pesci should have won an Academy Award, goddammit. Gotcha. And it I, wasn't Encino Man. I got to throw something out there that has nothing to do with anything whatsoever. Oh, good. We like it. When we watch a movie, one of those movies got to be Bill and Ted's, too. Okay. Why not have the a, our a, house movie, the our house version? Thank you, Bill and Ted's too. Okay, we can do that. Bill and Ted's the Bogus best Journey movies there ever was. And yeah. you know the I can't think of the director's name. It's fun. I like that you called it Art House because it absolutely is. One hundred percent. It the there's so many references to so many oh, um, like. Uh, uh, I still like, ain't learned uh, it all. Fellini. I still haven't learned it. I all. pick out I pick up new things as I, I get older. It. I watch it. Yes, yeah, the guy sir. that did that movie. That was a that was him like branching out from indie flicks, and that was his first. The guy that directs, I can't think of his name offhand, 
that was his first like legit studio movie to ever done. He'd done a bunch of art house flicks beforehand, and he just took it's all these brilliant. different references. So you it's have so brilliant. Um, the playing games against death to yes. to, to get out of the other like the, the underworld. That's that's straight out from uh, Seventh Seal. That's two out bur- of three, three it, out of five. Yeah, five like, out of seven. Yeah. No. I saw that in a drive-in movie theater in Tucson. Oh, I would love that's, to have seen that, that drive-in. That, that's one of my favorite movies. It is the but best it, it's, movie. The little plot lines here and there, there's little references in, in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey to Ingmar Bergman films, to some Fellini films, like all sorts of old art house stuff. And it, it it's... I love that you brought that up. Thank you, Ed. And we should do a double feature. Just watch both of them here. Absolutely. I, I gotta see it. We can do that. We gotta watch that. That sounds good, man. We gotta watch that as a craft. We're gonna plan it. I think we Planet should. Planet ahead. All right. Hey, by the way, let's talk about when when, when are you leaving? No, no. When are you leaving? Uh, Tomorrow. What if, I actually need to check in for my flight in about an hour and a half. So I about about 25 hours. And how long are you going to be gone? Like a week. Okay. So we will be recording. We're going to miss a podcast then. No. No, we have another one in the bank. Ah, the right? four-hour no. one? No, we don't. Oh. No. We, but we, we still will be I, missing I still one. haven't figured this one out yet. You haven't. No. You got four and a half hours of secret hidden. We do have. We do, we do have, have a four and a half hour episode. It could be a part one and two. <clears throat> it's four hours and thirty seven minutes, and I kind of don't want to break it up. I can dig why. <laughs> just <laughs> just, to, just to drop it, boom, and be done with that. Yeah, yeah, because it'd take a minute. Do we want to make that one episode number one hundred? I don't know. I don't know why we're discussing this on this episode I of the podcast. I don't know. Okay, fine. All right, Paul, do you have anything else? No, I don't. Thank Ed, you, Ed, for coming out. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ed, for yeah. I'm delighted just being to be awesome. here. And we're uh, so happy to help you. We're going to promote your business as much as we can. The spokesman. Yep. You guys yeah, already yeah. have and done and will. All right, good. I appreciate it. Listen, listen. This is great. All right, well, everybody have a good night. Say good night, Ed. Good night, sirs. All right, bye.